Back by popular demand? No, it's not this show. It's Ann Archer Butcher. <laughs> She's back. Uh, that's exciting. Uh, a week ago or so, she was on, and we were introduced to uh, a new technology, uh, AI, that's positive and not connected to the Internet, fascinatingly enough, and the extraordinary journey to healing that Alden had, and you guys watched that last week. So um, we're going to talk to her again today and maybe see Alden again, and many questions have come in from you directly and indirectly, so we want to respond to that and uh, bring that power to heal back where it belongs with each and every one of you. Also, in hour two, uh, I recorded an interview with my good friend Bobri Oren, who's in Israel right now, and uh, it was a, a great update on the Folium products to help bind heavy metals and other things to get people back on the dance floor like my my mom at 90 and that's why i'm staying in the gym as much as possible i just gotta keep up with mom come on so everybody remember move it move it and that's how you stay young life is movement so with that we've got some free speech discussion and more the links are up in the show notes at robertsgadbell.com slash listen if you'd like to be part of our live chat room say hi and let us know where you're watching or listening from it is the 7th of february 2024 let's get this healing party started right about now Robert Scott the Bell Robert Show. Scott Bell Show. Now, the voice of health, freedom, and liberty, here's Robert Scott Bell. All right. I want to thank you all for being here. And also the incredible response last week we had from my friend, kind of adopted mom, you know, family, uh, Ann Archer Butcher. You guys responded as if you were like coast to coast AM. You know how large that audience is? I know you're there. And when you, something resonates with you, you reach out and you go, hey, I want to know more. So we're responding to you and we're going to know more today. And it's back in just a few minutes on the show, uh, probably with Alden as well. We're very excited and we'll learn more about the monocore and also some of the stories that led to this extraordinary story about the five blue rings and how that relates. Last week, it was the dolphin story. There's a, another story we've talked about on the air, steering a ship. Uh, we'll get into that in a moment. But uh, also Bob Reorn scheduled to be on uh Next hour, we'll talk more uh, when we were together at the Autism Health Summit in San Antonio, Texas. Uh, questions, comments, robertscottbell.com. Sign up for the newsletter. It's free. Just text RSB, my initials, RSB to the number 66866. Text RSB to 66866, and you'll immediately be plugged in. It'll ask if your email. You'll get in there. You'll get all the wonderful uh, newsletters that Superdon's helping put out there, including positive, uplifting thoughts of the day. So thank you for uh, being a part of this. Uh, I, I miss another level of healing miracles that occur. You guys have questions, comments. We're getting those in as well. And I'm just, just so blessed that I could be here with you. Now, first up, freedom of speech. Do you know how important that is? Uh, we have learned about the, uh, the, the, the corruption of those in power that don't want to hear what you have to say because they're afraid that it might be right. In fact, it is right. So much of what we've uh, covered over many years here, and particularly when it comes to health challenges, health and healing. Now, uh, I, you know that you know me by now. I'm a freedom guy. Uh, I believe in your freedom to choose the form of medicine you want to use, and maybe it's a, a mix of all of them. That's fine. But to monopolize and, and demand that you can only use one form of medicine or to uh, 
suppress the knowledge that is ancient and sacred about our power to heal that supersedes monopolies of any kind in medicine or otherwise. Uh, this is something that uh, more people than ever are realizing is an issue. Like back in the day when I started this show 25 years ago in Atlanta in 1999, and I talked about some of these issues of censorship when it comes to health health information, people were just shocked. And, and I would get calls even from doctors and nurses going, you're making that up. That's just crazy talk. And I'm like, no, just watch the doctors that step out of their Flexner Report Medical School training and actually promote natural if I can call them cures or methods to respond to serious chronic de degradation diseases, including cancer, heart disease, and otherwise. And you'll see that they don't have the freedom either. But not a lot of folks believe that until COVID happened. And then suddenly the attack was on even against the medical doctors, duly ordained and licensed, you know it, all that they went through. And suddenly they were being attacked directly, threatened with loss of licensure or worse simply because they found what res what, res what was the best thing to, to do for their patients. They responded to the individual needs of their patients, and it wasn't remdesivir. It wasn't ventilators. It was, you know, all the things that they did in the hospitals that ended up killing so many. And they were attacked because they were doing good medicine, really responding to the needs of the individual. And so the Supreme Court is now weighing on whether COVID misinformation is protected speech but it's weird how they use the word misinformation. It reminds me of, you know, what was the character in uh, The Princess Bride? You keep using that word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Misinformation. Because the way they apply misinformation is those who are asking questions during COVID about the efficacy and the safety of the COVID injection or the masks or the distancing, all that we find out, Fauci even admitted, well, we kind of, it just fell into our lap. In other words, he made it up or somebody made it up and he went with it. And, you know, those of you who want to wear a mask in distance, look, more power to you. I hope it works for you. But the reality is there wasn't and isn't any actual scientific validation to show efficacy of restricting your breathing other than in a surgical theater when a doctor is over an open cavity of the body and you don't want debris coming out of him or her into you. But it's not stopping airborne things unless you're in a hermetically sealed container or self-contained underwater breathing apparatus that you take any, anywhere and everywhere. So, the, you know, the simple act of questioning became, well, accusations of misinformation. So now the Supreme Court is weighing in on it. I don't know what they're going to decide. I mean, I, it seems obvious to me that even if you made statements that were wrong or are wrong, that that would be part of our freedom of speech, would it not be? Do you have a right to be wrong? I I think that's part of our very nature and existence. And 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 to be wrong is not the end of the story. It's just the beginning, because if you're open and you have integrity, you can be guided to what is right and correct. By making mistakes, I've learned some of the best things, the greatest, most powerful things and lessons in my life or lifetimes. And so the idea is that you can't be wrong. That's misinformation. Therefore, we must suppress it. What does that say about our opportunities for spiritual growth? Think about that. To restrict a child from doing anything that could end up harming or bruising or, you know, the things we did, climbing trees, bouncing on trampolines, jumping ramps and bicycles, all the things I grew up with doing. And yeah, sometimes we, we screwed up, we got hurt, but did we not learn from it? 
And the opportunity for growth, spiritual and otherwise, means that we have the freedom to screw up, to make choices that are not the greatest choices. Uh, Briefly, I'm going to share this one story about me and my sister growing up, and then I'm going to bring Ann into the discussion here. Uh, When I was, you know, I'm two two years, three months older than my sister. And so I gone through things that I could see she was going to go through that hurt me, that were like, I figured out, hey, you don't need to do that. That's not a good idea. That's even stupid. I did that. And so I tried to prevent her thinking I'm a good big brother from going through things that she apparently needed to learn. And every time I interfered, it was, there was anger. There was, you know, intense emotions. And in fact, it was sort of like I would end up stubbing my toe or, or my, my shin. It was like a, 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 I would describe it as a karmic blowback from preventing somebody, my sister in that case, from going through experiences that she needed to grow up and learn for herself. And, it, and it's just this kind of, I, I don't know if it's a nanny state mentality. That's perhaps giving it more positive, if you call it. They're really trying to care for us and help us versus they don't want you to know and act on information that might limit or curtail some of their power, control over you, telling you there's no way that you can get well unless you come through me or him or her, right? And where's the freedom to get direct download of wisdom from God to direct you to the right doctor or non-doctor? Is it possible that God is bigger than all of that? And that information is being suppressed by little people, people with small minds that don't want you to be able to bypass them. Again, big questions. Supreme Court's tackling the freedom of speech issue. We'll see where it goes. And that's how we open the Robert Scott Bell Show today. And now I get to welcome back Ann Archer Butcher to the Robert Scott Bell Show, talking monocore and more. Ann! Hi, I am delighted to be back. Yay. Well, I tell you, that's the fastest return. It's like, get Ann back on now. I'm like, okay, okay, we hear you. Not that I wouldn't mind. I mean, I'd have you on every day because we have such a good time together with all the stories, some of which we've shared in this lifetime, others that you've shared prior to us getting together and meeting and with Alden as well. It's just just wonderful, happy memories, even though there have been times of struggle and intense Oh man, there's a learning curve here that we're going through. But to deny that that's part of life, I think that's part of, you know, what we are here to maybe one day embrace and be in, in gratitude for, even in the midst of our suffering. You know, it's also a part of my story because for years I did not tell my stories out loud. I did not tell people, unless you were one of my close personal friends, you did not hear it. Mm. And yet I was encouraged over and over and over to tell my stories. And in fact, one of my friends from Australia finally just said, I'm going to come at your house and camp out until you get a book written. And that was the beginning of my writing. And he meant it. He showed up at my house and he bludgeoned me practically. And and I begged him, go home. I don't want to do this because I had spent years trying to be kind of normal and not tell these stories because they seem so outlandish to people. The the dolphin rescue, you know, it was an outlandish rescue. The, the ship story, five blue rings, um, many, uh, even my near-death experience, they're, they're outlandish, but we have the right to share our stories. And once I began speaking and saw how significant it was to people then i was hooked i was like okay i really enjoy this and i can see it's beneficial and we have the right to share our truth but isn't it there's a bit of fear associated with not fitting in when you have these experiences and we've talked you know off the air sometimes i've mentioned on the air this the law of silence right sometimes you just gotta uh you know 
take the guidance and go, now is not the time to speak. But in many cases right now, and a lot of people are getting the urge, the nudge that they have to speak out. There's an importance to doing so as well. Just like your friend came to you and said, you got to speak out on this. Yeah. You know, that that concept you're talking about, I call it, as you do, I think, the, the law of silence. And what it really means is that to, until you own that truth, till you've integrated your experience, you hang on to it until the time is right. Then when the time is right, the flow really happens for Alden and me. It meant we waited four years till we shared the story. In fact, some people didn't even know that he had had cancer. They certainly didn't know that he'd been given two months to live. That would have been difficult for me to say, oh, well, yes, I forgot to tell everybody. But really what we wanted was just the freedom to see if we could heal this without mm. people's fear surrounding it. And then then we waited because we wanted to make sure that we were being responsible to others to make sure it didn't return, that we really achieved the goals that we thought we had and that it had really worked. Medical community actually signed off right away. I mean, yeah. I, I laughingly told you last time that the doctor, Harvard-educated surgeon, when we said, did it really go away, cancer, metastasized melanoma, with five rapidly growing tumors and two months to live, did it really go away in two and a half months? And he he was shaking all over when he when he's examining Alden, saying, I don't understand. I don't know how this happened. But he also said, when we tried to explain to him energy medicine, neuroplasticity, which is simply positive thinking, you know, by any other name, focusing on love and and vibrational healing. Like with the monocore, he said, oh my God, you are so over my pay grade. <laughs> and that tells us a lot, but he was being honest and mm -hmm. he brought in the... Um, he brought in the oncologist, the lead oncologist at uh, UC San Diego. And, you know, she said, I feel like I'm sitting in the presence of the future of medicine. And I wish we could use this for other people right now, but we can't. Yeah. Right. But the encouragement was tell others, tell me. We documented mm -hmm. it for her. But she said, of course, we would, you know, they would lose their funding if they yeah. started using it and and they just couldn't but we can and that's the beauty of it yeah the system they're in is not set to respond on a dime to let's say an instant download of information from creation itself yeah. and this is where we talk about the god communication that i think we're all capable of doing but many of us are out of practice and you know one of your greatest encouragements is teaching people how to get back into practice to tap in you know you mentioned the five blue ring story we've talked about it on the air over the years last week we we're talking about the dolphin rescue you that opened you up to energetic healing that you never shut down to. But then part of the beginning of the story of Five Blue Rings is getting on this decaying old ship, taking out into a storm and the pilot's gone, everybody's gone. You're now having to navigate. You have to be the, become something that you're not. I mean, you, you, I don't know that you could operate or change the oil of a car. And now, well, anyway, I want to get out of the way. You tell that story because this is kind of that download like in the Matrix when, you know, so I, suddenly you say, I know I know Kung Fu, but there's an ability to transform even our knowledge base when needed. And God is able to reach in and, and reach us if we're open to it. You know, I've seen it before in other things that are much more simple where suddenly you you know something you didn't previously know and you, you fully have integrated it. You grokked it and you got it and you can apply it. But in this case, a ship 
the size of a football field and six decks high with a shallow draft, which meant it bobbed on the surface like a cork. And I somehow had found myself in the position of needing to steer this ship. And and it was it was just almost impossible for me. And my hands are on the wheel, just shaking, not knowing what to do. And there's this old sea captain there who's the navigator. He's over 80 years old. He absolutely will not steer the ship, but he says, well, the least you could do is assume you know what you're doing. And I thought, wait a minute, that's the law of assumption. I know that assumption. So I'm standing there. I know how to steer the ship. I know how to steer the ship. I know everything about it. I know understand the currents beneath the the ship. I understand the rudder. I know everything. I know exactly what I'm doing. And it took a few minutes, you know, but suddenly there's a blue flash in the room and the or whatever we can assume the best we can accept responsibility and we can use that a law of assumption mm -hmm. to help change our healing um, force to a powerful center and see miracles in our lives the power to heal is yours that's the name yeah. of your show Exactly. Uh, it's beautiful. And the story is is such that uh, it's almost uh, it, going back to some of the stories you talked about when you were selling the story, maybe as a movie, They, I remember the, the like they had a, I don't know, it was Paramount or something said, if you do this, you, we have to call it a fiction. We can't, we can't release it as it actually happened. Some of these things, it was too, it was too far out for even them to consider. And they make all these crazy thing, movies and stuff. Uh, so, you know, the, the consciousness of the people of planet earth, uh, are they more ready than ever to hear the story? I believe so. Uh, with what's gone on. I mean, it takes, you know, sometimes the hardest hardships, the biggest stresses, the greatest losses to finally open us up back to some very deep spiritual realities. Well, you know, you're mentioning Paramount, and that was great because they really wanted to turn Five Blue Rings into a blockbuster film and a New York Times bestselling book, and they were totally behind it. But the producer, as he's making the offer, and I'm thinking, Oh my God, yes, right? Every cell in my body is screaming, yes. He says, you're not gonna like the offer, Anne. And I'm like, what am I not gonna like? And he said, Paramount wants it released as fiction. They believe that it will create such a paradigm shift on the planet if released as true that they can't accept responsibility for that. And, and I explained that Alden and I couldn't do that. We can't lie. And, um, and the story is true. And the producer, instead of being upset, I do want to say what he said was, you know, maybe the consciousness isn't ready yet, but it will be ready. You mm -hmm. haven't even written the book yet. I hadn't even written the book. Here I am pitching in Hollywood because somebody heard me speaking and I hadn't even written the book. Now, Alden and I have written the book together. It's in its final stages of editing. We're just hooking up with the publisher. And um, and so there we are. If you want to know more, go sign up and we'll send you information when the book is really ready, fiveblueRings.com. But he said maybe the consciousness isn't ready yet because it is an evolutionary process. And maybe now the world is ready to understand. And these stories do need to get out there so people can accept 
you know, the power that's really in their hands, the the spiritual force that mm-hmm. they can align with. And as you say, inner guidance, a big part of Five Blue Rings is me taking inner guidance and turning the volume up. When the Coast Guard came on board the ship and, I, and they told me I was under arrest and they're pointing a rifle at me and I'm like, what the heck? This is me. I was a school teacher. I am like a goody two-shoes. And here I am in the most ridiculous position imaginable. And the old captain leans over and whispers in my ear and he goes, hey, we need to see miracle number two. We got to get rid of this Coast Guard. And and it happens, but only because I listened to my inner guidance and I knew exactly what to do. There was no way to explain my way out of it. I had to follow instructions as they were given. And we can all do that. We can listen. We can really hear. And if we trust and we follow that guidance, we can experience the miracles that life is really all about. Miracles are not for the occasional one-time thing in life. People say, oh my God, Ann, you have so many stories. But really, miracles are afoot everywhere all the time. We just have to tune into it. Well, yeah, for, for Many miracles are something that happened thousands of years ago, miracles, and they don't happen today. And that's just not accurate. God is still ever present as it was throughout history. And it's us to for us to tap back into it. Now, the guidance, you know, that you sought for Alden when he had that diagnosis was not just, well, I'm just going to rely on whatever God tells me and do nothing. It was like, do this, do this. You actually did things in the physical world. We talked about things and you integrated. And then somewhere along the way, and this is what we learned last week, this monocore device came to your uh, attention or consciousness that he tapped into. And I think we need to come, come to that part of the story because you described it as having artificial intelligence, which for some is scary, but uh, this can also be a positive thing. Anything could be used good or bad. And this is not connected to the internet. It's something far afield. So it can't be corrupted in that way. And he began to utilize it and saw some things, although it wasn't like snap your finger instant, but it was a significant portion of, 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 of the recovery to the point where you have been inundated since last week with calls from our audience. And I want to hear some of what they're asking about and saying as well, but, you know, bring us up to speed again on that story that brought us to this point today. Okay. So, um, after we decided to apply love and really expect the best and, you know, hold on to that in this approach to natural healing, you know, with the, the surgeon going, no, no, nothing natural could possibly touch this. And later, you know, admitting, oh my God, you cured incurable cancer. Oh my God. And, but the second thing that Alden wanted to do was we knew about this kind of machine because years before we'd seen it and we've seen several in doctor's offices, various kinds, but we had a friend who had a machine and he said, oh my God, this is the end all and be all. And most of those machines cost around $35,000. This machine is under $10,000. And he said, but it beats the pants off anything. And you can come and try it. So we went to his house. He owned one. But, you know, he's a Ph.D. doctor. So, you know, we thought doctors could have them. We didn't know we could learn to use it. And it, we thought it was complicated. It wasn't. Um, and we he introduced us to the doctor who has the the rights to it. And we went to her as a doctor to get hooked up to this machine and got treated. But, you know, it was a long drive, an hour, hour and a half, depending on where she was. And... Um, we did that on a regular basis for two and a half months, going two times a week, maybe. 
Mm -hmm. two and a half months and suddenly Alden noticed oh my god you know the tumor's getting smaller it's getting smaller I think it's getting smaller doesn't it look smaller to you five tumors seem to be shrinking and then one day it was like there's nothing there Alden oh my gosh look at your neck it's gone but in the meantime Scott I had what's called recurring malaria there's several different types of malaria this type can be really serious but it's gets more serious because it comes back all the time. So you overdo it a little bit, you take a good hike in the sun and you start sweating and then, you know, you, you're down on the ground, you've got malaria. And I had that kind and it had come back over and over and over again. But when Alden went to get hooked up to the monocore, I got hooked up too. I didn't tell anybody I had malaria and there's the beauty of AI. They knew that Alden was dealing with cancer. I didn't think there was anything wrong with me. I didn't even think about it because we're focused on Alden, but the malaria went away. I noticed that after two months, I thought, oh, I haven't even had a little twinge of the malaria. That's good. Four months, still not. A year, four years later, I don't even have malaria anymore. Now, two international doctors told me that was impossible. I'd taken all the drugs they had. I'd done everything natural known to man. You know, I know a lot couldn't do it, couldn't touch it. And um, so, you know, eventually we discovered we could actually own this machine. And, you know, it was odd because we looked at each other and said, can we afford it? Yeah. And that was, that was kind of funny, can we afford it? Because the minute we got it, we realized, oh, we cannot afford not to have this. Yeah, you, uh, this is something when you realize the importance of it. And, and just in a a, a broad way that I ask people to consider that if something is needed, that God wants you to have it, don't be the obstacle. You may not know how it's possible, but it is. And, and it's just, we are the ones that will say no by various ways of saying, I can't, I can't, and fill in the blank. And I don't know the answer for anybody out there. I'm just bringing us back to that sense of, if this is right, this is needed. And as I mentioned as well, get together with your neighbors, your family, your church community and say, hey, let's go in on this because this is something everybody can use. It's not exclusive to whoever owns it. Like you said, you went to somebody with PhD who happened to have one to start this process. And this is something you can open up and maybe even support your, your the purchase, if you will. You can, I don't know, you can charge a nominal fee for people to get on it regularly. But I just want people to think creatively about this because we need to be independent nodes, if you will, but also connected to our community where we decentralize the ability to achieve healing. But right now it's so centralized and unaffordable that people think they can't attain it. Here we have something that opens it up back up for everybody again. Yeah. So what your audience did last week is, is funny because I heard from a brother and a sister who live near each other and they decided they were going to buy a machine together and they wanted to know, is that OK? And then another couple, another couple of people, they are friends. And that happened several times. And I realized, oh, that's cool. They're being creative in response to what you said. And um, and it's easy with the monocore because you don't use it every day. You don't wait to get sick either, but you use it on a regular basis. The super athletes who it was originally designed for, they use it two weeks on, two weeks off, that they're just making sure their body is at peak performance. Um, Alden and I use it, um, I use it one night, he uses it the next night. So I might be watching a movie with him and I'm using it. The next night we're sitting there reading books and, and he's using it. So we trade off that way. And then we might not use it seven days a week, might, might use it 
off and on six days a week or the next week we take a break. So you can easily share it with somebody else if they live close to you. And both of you have plenty of time to use the monocore. So I thought that was interesting because they were asking, can you share it with other people? Yes, you could share it with five different people or six or whatever you want because we walked into a doctor's office and it was wall to wall monocores, these little machines, wall to wall in this office with people using them. And, and, you know, that's what we thought at first is that you had to be a doctor, but mm. doctors were buying it too. So that was really neat. We heard from several different practitioners. One woman in Wisconsin is setting up a clinic uh, with the monocore because she knew about it before. But when she heard your show, she was like, oh, I know what I'm doing. That's exactly what I've been looking for. So Very another cool. doctor now has integrated it as an MD into his practice. So that's also lovely. We have some visuals that we didn't have last week on on to show people how simple this is to interact with. Super Don, you have these images, um, and you guys can check it out at monocoreusa.com. Uh, what are we looking at here, Ann? Okay, that's our daughter, Sarah, and she's showing that you just hook it up to your wrist. There's a, just a little electrode that you hook up to your wrist, and that's how you get started um, checking out your body. And in the next picture, you'll see that the, the monocore actually tests, and it's showing you those bars where the red arrow is. That's her body actually absorbing the energy of what it needs with AI, like you talked about, with AI having prioritized and decided exactly what order she needs treatment in, when that is over, that takes, you know, between 15 and 30 minutes. And um, you can then pick out things you need, like Epstein-Barr, or to work on your viral load, or bacterial load, or get rid of parasites, or work on heavy metals, or, you know, deal with gut inflammation, or brain, or whatever it is you need. All of that is already in the machine, already programmed, and it's very, very easy. The, there's a testing portion of this too, just before those bars pop up where a circle comes up and it analyzes where the weak link is for you. Mm -hmm. And and so to me, it's, um, it's a very simple system. The, the part that's the monocore is just that white unit, but it comes with the computer that's dedicated and not online. It's dedicated right. to the monocore and not online. And the white unit is what you get with the monocore in a carrying case with the computer and with instructions. And it comes with training, for heaven's sakes, live training with another person walking you through everything. It's a, it's a beautiful system. I happen to be talking about it this week Hopefully you'll be able to get Dr. Luba on. She it's her business, not mine, really. Okay. It's just hers. And um, and I think you would love meeting her. Um, she's she got the rights to distribute it in the United States and it's registered with the FDA and she um, has them developed here, made in America. That's all great. Nice. She yeah. previously worked with NASA and um uh, she told me of the story that I love. She was born in Russia, and she said when she was three years old, and her boyfriend was four years old, and and she picked this boyfriend because he had a big tricycle. And I said, what difference did that make? And she said, well, as soon as I could, I told him, I'm going to pack the food, you bring the tricycle, and we're running away from home. <laughs> and so they, they ran away on the tricycle, and of course, somebody came and got them. And when asked, where did you think you were going? She announced, I am going to America. I am supposed to be in America. 
<laughs> and so Dr. Luba is from Russia originally, and yeah. finally she is an American. So she's very happy to be here. Oh, I can't wait to meet her and, and have her on as well to talk about this. And, you know, the complexities of this technologies, I, I've seen similar things. And I don't know how identical or not they are, but very complicated. In fact, ongoing training, ongoing modules, ongoing fees to keep up with it. It sounds like she's simplified this or the monocore has to make it you know, immediately accessible for anybody. Again, this kind of democratizes healing, you know, it gives everybody the access to it. And it's not just isolated for only those who have certain levels of education training or in a certain club and not. So I love that this brings it out open for everybody to access. Yeah, we've, I mean, we've seen, I mean, heck, I mean, I'm in my seventies and Alden's 80, but we easily picked it up and learned to use it. But um, it comes with one page of instructions that will take you through the entire thing. Uh, someone in your audience is asking, does the computer ever need updates? Yes, it does like regular computer. And that happens, you know, like a regular computer and you can hook, hook it up to the internet for that. The okay. only other time you hook it up to the internet is when the monocore is being upgraded. Okay. If there are upgrades, if there's new information or new programs that are being offered, um, right now they're being offered for free. And that's the only time you hook up to the internet to receive your program and integrate it into the computer and then you take it back off the internet. So it's, okay. it, I mean, it could not be more simple. And the live training is a basic training, but then there's additional training as well. And, you know, most people, I mean, I was working with a doctor the other day because I know him well in Minnesota, Dr. Rawson. And when he saw the one page, he goes, oh, this changes everything. Anybody could run this. So mm -hmm. that, that I think is reassuring to people that it's not difficult. And, um, and, you, and like you said, you don't have to have modules of training. After a while, I realized, God, this is simpler than I thought because AI is doing so much. I'm only messing around learning things because I like it, but I don't even need to because it, I mean, Alden also had things like autoimmune disease and colitis. It just fell away. Not, we weren't programming in colitis. We were still, you know, making sure his body didn't get cancer again. Mm -hmm. We have bigger fish to fry. Right. But the, the AI is constantly assessing what's this body ready for? How can it evolve? course it took care of the cancer first because that was the priority to keep them alive but it just right. keeps on working well, remind me about alden's experience in, in time because uh i don't want anybody to believe that they'll they're going to hook up the first test run of it and go oh my gosh it's all gone that it was a, a matter of consistency right and and continuing to work with this and how long before you started seeing the shrinkage of the tumors that kind of thing you know, that's a really good point because a lot of people ask us, you know, is there somewhere I can go check it out? I'd like to feel this for myself. And Alden and I, we didn't feel anything in the beginning. We're just sitting there with our wrists hooked up to these electrodes mm -hmm. and we're reading books or whatever. And um, it seemed like nothing's happening at all. And, you know, we had to trust that it was important. We didn't know, you know, too and a half months of treatment and it was gone. And you know, I always thought that Dr. Luba was a little casual about the fact that he'd been told that he had stage four cancer and she's just chipper and, oh yes, we'll hook you up all then. Oh yes, you'll be fine. And she's so reassuring. And I thought, God, I hope she knows what she's doing because I don't know her. After 
the tumors went away, mm-hmm. after we discovered that he had no more cancer in the lymph nodes, that metastasized cancer was gone. He's not even a cancer patient anymore. They said, we don't even need to see you. It's like it just, you know, doesn't even exist for them with him anymore. But I went to her and I said, I was really surprised how casual you were about it, how confident is what it really was, right? And she said, well, I was trained on the monocore working with stage four liver cancer. Mm -hmm. And she said, liver cancer is very difficult. And she said, then I went to autoimmune diseases and they can be very stubborn. And she said, and I saw, you know, one patient after the next get better. Not everybody gets better. I mean, some people come too late and, you know, they don't get better, but at least they're more comfortable than they would be. But one after the next, she saw them getting well. So she thought, oh, a little melanoma, metastasized or not, some tumors in the parotid gland, that's easy compared to the liver because the liver is the source of all health for the whole body and it's a major filter. So she was extremely confident. Now I have learned to have that same confidence because I don't have malaria. Alden doesn't have autoimmune disease. And, you know, oh, COVID, oh my gosh, COVID, wow. When COVID hit, we both got COVID. We went to work. We are producers. We don't do this for a living. We're producers and we write too. We write our books, but um, we went to produce a show and everyone there was from Asia and we came home and we had COVID like crazy. And it was like, pull out the monocore, get treated. People who've already been inoculated can get in the machine and go to COVID and neutralize people who have long-term COVID. Oh my gosh, who would have long-term COVID except someone like Alden who's been sick? No reoccurrence of COVID, no issues whatsoever because that there's a program right mm-hmm. there in the machine to um, balance that frequency. It's We talked last time about the fact that it is frequency healing. A frequency that's not well is not where it should be for an organ, right? That's that's what disease is. When you go in and you put in the right frequency over time, it gets better. We were shocked that it only took two and a half months. I'm still shocked that it took two and a half months. I mean, how long did it take for that to occur? You know, the tumor for Alden was exactly where he held his cell phone for. I remember back at right. when they were bricks, the size of bricks. And I remember he had them and was working them very yeah. well. So it was a lot of history there. People now know, I think, more of the dangers of doing that. But still, uh, it manifested at, you know, at this age for Alden. And yet he, he's overcome it and he's doing great. And I'm going to have to get Dr. Are we meet him. You want to meet him? Is Alden here? Where's Alden? Yeah, let's get him. Also, I'm going to have to get Dr. Lubon because we're, we're, I'm focusing on a big summit on long COVID, long haulers issues. And I think this is going to be another thing that's going to be a very par- a critical part of recovery. There's Alden. Look at the old man. Doesn't look so old. <laughs> hey, Robert. It's good to see you. Great to see you. And we're, did you take part in any of the calls Ann got from uh, the audience here? Because I'm curious about the questions that were coming in from everybody. Yeah, well, I I got all the reports at least. It was great. Super. So uh, I took the calls and I showed him the emails, and we made sure we we're responding to people in a way that you know they can really understand that 
Um, we, we see it as a miracle, and we don't want to waste the miracle that's been given to us. We're grateful, really, really grateful. Sure. And you know, I also laughingly told you something. Um, we decided that we would use the poor man's approach to curing cancer when we got the news because it had already been three years before we knew what was wrong with him. And once we got the diagnosis, we were able to jump on it, but it meant our income had been declining and declining for years. And so it was like, go out to a clinic where we're going to spend $80,000 for two or three weeks. It's just like He said, no, we can, we can do this. And we approached it that way. We called it the poor man's approach to cancer. And so that's how we chose very carefully what we were going to do. But one of the things that the clinics that they do is they change the diet radically. They get rid of all sugar. They get rid of all carbs. You know, it's a, a, a very restricted diet because that's what feeds cancer. So that made sense to me. But Alden's metabolism is such that, I mean, I've always been envious of his metabolism, but it was like, oh my gosh, we took him off carbs and all kinds of stuff. And how much weight did you lose? Uh, 20 pounds? 15 or 20 pounds. Yeah. Before you could blink. Yeah. I mean, before two weeks had passed, he had lost so much weight that he could barely walk. And we were like, we can't do this diet. He's not going to make yeah, it. Yeah, it didn't work for him. So we laughed. I said, we got to build you back up. I said, what do you want to eat? We need to let you eat whatever you want to eat. And he goes, well, I'll do organic and I'll do gluten free, but I want peanut butter and jelly sandwiches between meals to build me back yeah. up. So we cured cancer on peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, which everybody would say is the exact opposite of what. So right. don't do that. But yes. that's what he did. And it still worked. Mm -hmm. I mean, isn't that just crazy? It still worked. We will not recommend that diet. <laughs> he's, he's not on peanut butter PBJ, and jelly anymore. But Super Don is on organic peanut butter, so he's happy to hear that, I'm sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, the uh, the journey back to, to, you know, to health, optimal health, there's not a one-size-fits-all other than you use the keyword organic or the clean equivalent. You know, it doesn't have to be certified if you know it's clean because none of us need toxic pesticides in our body. That's just not an essential nutrient. And I don't think that's even controversial to say that, but then it's sort of like all bets are off. In fact, I, I had a video I sent to Super Don earlier. One of my dearest friends who's no longer with us, Dr. Nicholas Gonzalez was curing pancreatic cancer through diet and enzymes and things. And he, it wasn't, everybody has to go on a strict raw vegetarian diet. Some did based on their metabolism. Others needed a carnivorous, carnivorous diet or they would die. So for those that get very dogmatic about the only way to do something, uh, this is part of, for me, the the lessons I've gotten over the time, you know, from listening to spirit, divine guidance, inner guidance that we talk about, that we can become very dogmatic as humans. It's just even homeopaths can become dogmatic. You've seen homeopaths argue with homeopaths. You're like, dude, lighten up. You know, if one remedy does it or 10, I don't care. Do you care really? But this idea of the universality of certain principles, yes, but then the unique response to each individual. I talked about the doctors that were being attacked by their own profession because right. they responded to the needs of the individual. It wasn't the same that they were being told to do, but that's the divine guidance. It directs us in that way. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, there was a time when Alden had autoimmune disease terribly. He had um, he had a psoriasis condition that was just awful. He had huge lesions. He discovered that, you know, the source of this was that when he was a kid, he had a dark room 
your dad built you a dark room at what, 10? Not quite that early, but junior high school. <laughs> junior high. Yeah. And they didn't know that the chemicals were poison. And so you stuck your hands right into the chemicals and paid no attention. And now it was like everything in the world was trying to come out of his skin. Mm -hmm. And he was so sick. And then the doctor said to me, he, you need to call his family and tie up his affairs. That was the first time it happened. And I was like, oh, my God, we haven't even tried to detox him yet. And they were like, well, the, you know, we only have steroids to offer. And it was like, no, no, that's OK. We'll go deal with it ourselves. So that was the first time we'd had one of those wake up calls. That time we juiced organic carrots. He ate rice, organic carrots, even ate organic calves liver Brown rice, yeah. and cleaned his diet. I mean, just the cleanest diet imaginable. And he ate lots and lots of it to keep from losing weight. So this time we could have gone that way. But inwardly, mm. the guidance was, no, don't do that. Mm. And who knows why, you know, it was that way, it, but we needed to keep the weight on him, maybe because the cancer was even speeding his metabolism up more. And we followed our guidance. So I can't say for anybody what's right for them. I can only say this is what happened to us. And it means that if you have the right attitude and you believe and you ask, we also believe it's important to ask for help, ask for what you want. Mm -hmm. Well, and the, and the and question then, is the how to open up. And that's been a big part of your life and also my journey. I love tapping back into that wisdom. And if you've ever had a, a time or times in your life where you felt abandoned and I don't know who hasn't in life. I mean, it's part of the, the nature of our existence. Uh, man, it sure feels better when you feel like you, somebody's got your back and that you have a communication pathway to always give you the that guidance to, to know and 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 for so many of us in the West and and Alden, you know, we have been almost worshipful of people with high level degrees in various fields. And it's great that you can achieve that, but that doesn't supplant a knowledge or wisdom that comes from a far higher or deeper place. And and how do we tap back into that? That's been a big part of your journey. And maybe you could share a little bit about that. Well, you know, when this happened, we sat down and we did a chant. Um, we know this word, H-U, an ancient name for God. I mean, some people use Om, whatever works for you. We chanted Hugh. And when we did that, we ask inwardly for guidance. And so it's like, Hugh. And when we finished doing that chant, we did it together. I looked at Alden and said, what do you want to do? And he said uh, he wanted to call Tony, this friend of ours, who was also a therapist. And she's the one who said, love is the most powerful force in the universe. And if you apply love, you can probably heal this thing. But cancer is a very low vibration. And if you try to fight it, it's also a very heavy and powerful vibration. It may win. And, and so we listen to Tony. So that was the beginning, but that was the guidance. Then the next thing Alden said was that he wanted to find a machine to change the vibration, to help shift the vibration. And I immediately said, wow, you know, the only doctor I know is down in Georgia near where you used to live, Scott. And um, 
who had a machine of some type, at least, not nearly like I remember, this. Yeah. But then he said, call this friend of ours. And I, he always knew things. So we called him. He not only knew something, he had a machine. So it's following the guidance that you're given. And in this case, it was Alden who was being given the guidance and even to eat peanut butter and jelly, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> For those of you who want to learn more, Super Don, you have the links in the show notes to the various things we're talking about here today. Uh, and it's uh, February the 7th, uh, 2024, when this is first airing. Or for those of you listening on the podcast later, just find the notes from that day and you'll have links, direct links. One, to the Monocore site, monocoreusa.com to tap into or even reach out to. I think there's a number where you can reach out and Ann will talk to you and maybe we'll get Dr. Luba on. Um, there's also, there's the Monocore uh, USA. There's the Hue, which is available to everybody. It doesn't belong to anyone. It's it's an ancient sacred name for God that you can tap into. But any prayer song, contemplative meditation, focus on the spiritual works that uplift you, that can reconnect you to the communication that is ongoing, that doesn't happen just because you got lucky or it's a miracle from thousands of years ago. It's something that happens every moment. It's for us to tune into it and listen and then act on that information that may be contrary to every expert in the world. And I've had experiences like that where it's like, wait a second, everybody's saying this, but I'm getting this message. What do you follow? And people need practice to, to, to test it out, to became, become comfortable and realize that you're cared for, you're loved, you're going to be carried through this if you listen to that guidance. Now, you know, a lot of people did actually contact me, but I'll tell you how they contacted me. They went to monocoreusa.com and they went to the customer service and they filled out the form because you couldn't call because the phone line was so busy, you couldn't get through because of your show. And so they filled out the form and then someone contacted them. And then if they wanted to really talk to me about the monocore, I was happy to, and we scheduled um, time for me to do that. But, and Dr. Luba's just getting back from Dubai. She's at that big health conference that you know about. She was presenting the monocore there and she was working with some very um, um, lovely souls mm -hmm. in Middle East and helping people. And, you know, she's really brilliant. She's in Las Vegas and, um, I am excited for her to get back and tell her what's been happening. Your show obviously is a huge conduit for healing because on coast to coast, they have millions of followers, millions of people listening in the middle of the night for heaven's sakes. And yet we got the exact same response from the coast to coast show that I was on as the show that I was on with you last mm -hmm. week. So thank you. Um, I, we feel like it's time. It's been four years, Alden's well, and you know, I got over malaria and he got over autoimmune and it's time to tell people, you know, really there are ways to help heal yourself. And the first and foremost is to take responsibility for your own healing, listen to what you're being told and ask for the help that you need. And then of course, we happen to love the monocore. We think it's wonderful. We've told all our family and friends and anybody who wants it, you know, it's available to them. Well, reach out monocoreusa.com and you may be able to talk to Ann. We'll probably talk with Dr. Luba when she gets back and uh, look forward to connecting with her. And, and also I look forward to getting one of these machines as well. We're going to find away and uh, all of you that have gotten it in the audience so we will be able to share and compare and talk about what's happening here because it's time it's time for this kind of healing to take place long past time i would say but hey i'm a patient man eventually we get there we get here and it's quite a journey 
Um, you guys want to hang out for the homeopathic kit with me? I mean, Anne, you know, homeopathy. Yeah, yeah, we will. Um, did you, we love you. Glad to be did here. Did you hear about King Charles? Apparently he's been diagnosed with some form of cancer. I don't know what kind, but um, the Daily Mail is reporting that his care is being overseen by a trusted royal doctor who, like the monarch himself, whether you like King Charles or not, I have to give him credit. He's a staunch supporter of homeopathic remedies and medicines, as the royal family is. So we can put jokes aside as far as whether you like them or not. But the point is, they're also into natural medicine. They drink raw milk, uh, you know, ever since whatever. And so a lot of their utilization of natural medicine is something that uh, is not considered unusual. It's a mainstay for them. And um, I don't, again, I don't know what's going on with King Charles. I, there's always intrigue when you get up to that level. But the fact is, you know, even Rockefeller, the industrial magnate monopolist in America, had two personal homeopaths while he was funding the, the demise of homeopathy in the early 20th century. It's, a, it's quite you talk about intriguing stories like Five Blue Rings. It's like a Robert Ludlum novel, the attack on natural medicine, vibrational and energy medicine that's coming back. Well, homeopathy is vibrational medicine. It's exactly what we're talking about. Even with the monocore, it's vibrational and it's amazing. You and I have done shows together just on homeopathy and how powerful it can be. Yeah, and it's an essential part. I, th I think the missing component of most what we call reductionist viewpoints, even in holistic medicine, when we talk about the use of herbs and other supplements and even food, these things also carry a vibration, but they are molecular in there and, and they have to be broken down to be utilized by the body. If the body is very weakened, it needs an energetic influx and the homeopathy, as much as that's considered weak because it can't kill you, <laughs> it's providing information and education for the body and a reminder, I think, for the body, this is what you're supposed to be doing. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we could do that. So it's vital force, innate intelligence, however you describe it. And that's why uh, I love doing these homeopathic hits. And Anne, you're gonna stick with me for this one. You'll love this one. Everybody ready, homeopathic hit of the day starts now. Playing all of the homeopathic hits every day, right here on the Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, today's homeopathic hit is a fun one because many people that encounter homeopathy superficially will find out about this one, Apis. Uh, some hear of Apis mellifica or a Apis veninum purum, the venom of the, the honeybee. And that's where we're going today with the homeopathic remedy of the day. And it's not a deep, deep dive, but it's a superficial look to get you started. And we have a PDF that you can download for free in the show notes today at robertsgatbell.com. And eventually, Supernom puts it up in a special place on the website. For those of you who'd like to see and hear it because you, you learn better that way. This segment will be taken out of the show and also put up for our Patreon supporters. So please consider supporting us through our Patreon page. Homeopathic hit, Apis, a remedy often indicated for swelling, stings, allergic reactions. And this Apis is a homeopathic remedy that is characterized by what you might imagine happens when you get stung by a bee, for instance, or a wasp or anything like that. Allergic reactions included like hives. So as we go out into the origin, it is the, ven the venom of the honeybee. In homeopathy, we use it in a highly dilute form. It can't cause the stinging or inflammation or anaphylaxis that could happen in life when you get stung for those that are vulnerable in that way. But as you can see, we use it homeopathically to treat the very things that are either caused by it or law of similar, similar suffering. It can manifest similarly. It doesn't have to be by a, a honeybee or any stinging insect. Uh, physical apis known for acute swelling, especially when the area is red, 
hot and, and can get better with cold apl applied. It's also indicated in cases of urticaria or hives and other allergic reactions that mimic the effects of a bee sting. Restlessness in the mind, irritability also with the discomfort is also present. So if we go to primary uses, this is just a really a quick hit, but it's repetitive, I know, but the particularly effective for managing swelling and pain from stings and bites, including bee stings and other insect bites, allergic reactions, hives, things like that that can happen, even some anaphylaxis. I'm not saying ignore modern medicine to help you, but there are many people that can use Apis and they don't have to rely on an EpiPen. I'm just saying that has happened. Acute inflammation, acute inflammatory conditions, redness, heat, swelling. Now, whether you have a low potency or a high potency when it comes to a response like this, use what you have. Use what you have in this case because it will uh, be a benefit. If it's a lower potency, you can use it more frequently, but use what you have. Scroll down, Super Don, as we run through this, and I'm getting to get Ann's input in a moment as well because she's used Apis before as well. Uh, other complementary remedies to consider, lead them. Often used for spider bites, but can be used alongside when you're not sure what's going on. Uh, urtica urens, which is often used for hives and other skin issues, can help apis. Formica rufa, which is ant sting poison, formic acid, can also help for stinging and swelling, especially if there are rheumatic symptoms uh, present. Remember, it's uh, if you need medical assistance, please avail yourself of it. But if you can use this and not need it, isn't that good too, right? So as we wrap this up, conclude apis, valuable homeopathic remedy for swelling, stinging, allergic reactions. Uh, it's an amazing remedy. And remember, it's not to replace your doctor if you have or want one, but to give you information so that you can make an educated, informed decision about the care of yourself, your health, your loved ones, your family, your kids, your grandkids, and all of that. And there's your homeopathic hit of the day. And Anne, what do you think of Apis? You, you've encountered and used this a lot over the years. I love it. Yeah. You know, I got stung by a bee this summer, and the first thing I reached for was Apis. My finger was so big, I couldn't believe it. I was feeding my my hummingbirds and i happened to actually grab a bee by accident Ooh, yeah so he stung me otherwise they're very friendly but he stung me and oh my gosh i reached for the apis and i took several doses of apis repeated my dosage and it works brilliantly just brilliantly i love homeopathy it's it's all vibrational healing we we are vibrational beings so of course it works great yeah well again these stories are not few and far between they're growing in, in, you know, what we're hearing from people tapping in and using these things. And, um, you know, it's a consciousness shift as we wrap up today. And the shift in consciousness, just like that paramount, they yeah. said, maybe one day the consciousness will be ready to hear the story of five blue rings and it won't have to be called fiction. Right. We're seeing a, a dramatic shift in consciousness, particularly through COVID. It's accelerated things as devastating as it's been for people. And you go, you guys, you're out there. I know. And you have family members out there that have gone down the road because they've been afraid and they've gotten injections that they now regret. And I think that the monocore, as much as anything I've ever considered, may be the thing that helps those people recover that seem to be unrecoverable. So I'm putting it out there and I can't wait to try it myself, Anne. And so grateful. Yeah, we're excited. You'll have yours soon. Yeah, so I'm excited. So grateful for Alden and you sharing this story. And maybe we can hear from your daughter, Sarah, who is, you know, the picture is super done. Show those, if you have access to them real quick, I apologize as we're wrapping up, but we've got a, a flexible next hour. But the pictures of doing the monocore, just again, so we can run through that for those that just tuned in a little bit late. This is basically the, I don't know if you call them electrodes. What do you put on your wrist there? Yeah, yeah, electrodes, little electrodes yeah. on the on patches on your wrist. So they re, they and, give and receive information for this monocore device. Yeah, from every acupressure point in the body, and then you see in the next in the next shot, you see the picture of a body over there. It shows you all the acupressure points that it's assessing in two minutes. Mm -hmm. AI is able to 
assess the entire body. And then um, those bars come up in response once you start the treatment. And um, if something is wrong, you see all that pink for Sarah on the in, right in the middle of the screen. Mm -hmm. But if something's wrong, it comes up red or burgundy. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, oh, look, it's working on my liver. And, and it's just that simple. It is it's like a rife machine on steroids. Uh, <laughs> I like it with, with on, but, intelligence. Um, and is there a third picture? Did we miss anything, Super D? Is there another picture there? It's just a picture of the monocore itself, that little white box that's sitting okay. there. And oh, there it is. That really, that's the uh, brains of the thing. And then the software is into the, uh, plugged into the computer. So it comes with a dedicated computer and training. This whole unit that you saw there comes with it. And um, it's it got its own little carrying case and instructions. So it's, it's, lovely we we were so happy so proud when we finally got ours and people come to visit and they see it and they want one too so I thought, we thought it's time we'll tell all people. right well i'm looking forward to everybody that's getting them and as i said i love the thoughts that are happening it just kind of came to me last week when you were sharing this i'm like you know what every neighborhood every every uh, you know if you have a synagogue or a church that you go to or a temple you know if, if you can communicate this and make this available to the community how much would we be able to transform by helping each other in this way? I really see you know, this. You know, someone's right now asking about Lyme's disease. And um, when we were dealing with Lyme's disease years ago, we contacted you and you told us about the no-sode, homeopathic no-sode for Lyme's disease. Mm -hmm. People are combining that with the monocore because Makes it sense. also treats. Lyme's disease and Lyme's disease isn't just one thing. Oh, it's, it's Rocky Mountain spotted fever yeah. and a whole bunch of things like 54 other diseases that are in that one tick bite. Mm -hmm. And the monocore treats every single one of those. But it really is simply helping the body's immune system kick in and heal itself. Do what it's designed it's the to body do. Healing itself. All right. Links yeah. are up in the show notes, monocoreusa.com. Uh, if you want to reach out to Ann, there'll be a way to do so. And we'll get Dr. Luba on and maybe we can all meet in Vegas if that's where she's at uh, and, yeah, and, yeah. and see her there. But I'm looking forward to that. Very excited about what this is doing and all of the journeys we've been on and and Alden. Uh, and it really is empowering and it's helping folks wherever you are. Uh, remember, this is, you know, this is your journey. You get to choose. And we want to make sure that choice is available to you. So I thank you for your support of this show and sharing it with others. Um, that's the kind of paying it forward to help others that are in need. And there are plenty in need. So, and God bless you. Thank you and Alden for being on again. And we love you. We love you. We love your show. Thank you, Alden's waving in the distance. Thank you. Lots more Bye healing to go on the Robert Scott Bell Show. Hour two coming up. It's you, me, and Super D, as well as uh, Bob Oren, who's in Israel right now, recorded with him at the Autism Health Summit. Uh, we've got some more uh, discussions of freedom of speech and censorship as well. If you'd like to chime in in the chat room, we have questions and comments of the day coming from you. I can't wait to cover those. There's some good ones, including somebody chastising me over my English. I love it when that happens. So let's do it, y'all. Thanks, Ann. Thanks, Alden. Thank all y'all. The power to heal is yours. All right, we're back at it. Hour two commences now, and uh, it's just it's just a fun journey, isn't it? When you get to to learn about things that are so 
gosh, overwhelmingly positive in a sense, you know, that's like breaking the cycle of the fear or the doom and gloom or the, oh, it can't be done. Oh, it's impossible. Uh, I hope you appreciate as much as I do uh, when we are exposed to the information that really brings the power to heal back where it belongs. Uh, and it's not just a slogan. It's not just a saying. And I recognize this, as Ann even did, there are times where we're on this journey and, uh, you know, nobody gets out of this thing in this physical body alive in the sense of the physical sense, but our spiritual selves uh, continue on. And yet while we're here, uh, we do what we can to preserve life, to maintain our presence, to have this great joy and uh, just, you know, find that mission and passion. You know, I'm, I'm challenged to keep up with my mom. She just turned 90 and she's, she's dancing still. You know, movement is life. Keep moving. Find a way to keep moving. And all of the things we talk about here are de really designed or with the intent and purpose to keep you moving, to keep you flowing, to keep you alive and thriving. And I'm uh, just grateful that I get to do that here 25 years into this, 30 years into my journey as a homeopath as well. We've got a lot of upcoming events to talk about, including right just almost there. Uh, it's the Trinity Health Freedom Expo. The virtual expo is coming up. And I think, what are we at? The 17th and 18th, if I'm not mistaken, of February. And there it is. And all of the things that we did in Chicago this last year, it's going to be available to you, plus more submissions, more lectures, and even live panel discussions on health freedom will be doing that weekend, February 17th and 18th. So go to trinityhealthfreedomexpo.com, sign up, 35 bucks gives you three months access. It's the best deal. It's incredible, absolutely incredible. So where can we go from here? Well, there are other events coming up back in Atlanta. I think if we go to the next event coming up, we've got the, the Warners putting on a big health and freedom summit, the wellness revolution, Peter McCullough, Judy Mikovits, and more. I'll be there scheduled to MC and uh, speak as well. Go to worldwellnessweekend.com to learn about that in Atlanta. That's going to be the 7th, 8th, 9th, and 10th of March. And then the following week we go to Lake Lanier islands, Lake Lanier islands. And that's the, uh, uh, well, that's a big one. That's the Next Steps Conference, next-steps.info, next-steps.info. And you can learn about it there and sign up and be with us for a few days there at Lake Lanier Islands Resort, setting up parallel tracks, not waiting for permission where none is required to get out there and help each other to heal and all the great things that we love to do together. So if you can be at any one or all of those events, that'd be amazing. Then we have even more events coming up. We've got the Be Healthy Utah event in April. Uh, that's in Sandy, Utah. That's the Salt Lake Valley. And that's uh, April 19th and 20th, Mountain America Expo Center. Uh, we, I think I've done it a couple of years in a row now, maybe the third or so. Uh, wonderful people, wonderful speakers, a lot of uh, exhibits and freebies, giveaways, things like that are so much fun. And then we're going to be, I think, uh, in, is it June uh, that's coming up? Or is it, when is it coming up? We've got the... Uh, yeah, there it is. The RSB Show family reunion on the Goody Farms homestead, the 14th, 15th, 16th of June, also Red Pill Expo. Uh, before that, though, it's not on, it's not on the list yet, but it looks like I'll be going to Geneva, Switzerland to be with the inspired group that are putting on an international symposium on health freedom. And that looks like the end of May, the, the beginning of June. So if anybody's listening in Europe, in Switzerland, you want to connect there. I know we reached out to Rob Verkirk and Melanie Aldridge from ANH, and they have the ANH USA as well as ANH UK and Europe, and we'll get to see them there. That's going to be quite a reunion as well. So that's just some of the stuff. I don't know if Super Don, if you put the the update on the Health Freedom Expo. It's usually in October in Chicago. This year, it's the end of September in Indianapolis, Indiana. So that's been a big shift. We we announced that yesterday. I uh, put that Indiana. on my list of things to do. 
Yes. Not you have anything really that you have to do, right? <laughs> As I'm in the background going. <laughs> oh, wait, I don't have it. Where is it? Yeah. <clears throat> yes. So, um, all right. Any other announcements as well before we get into this hour? We've got uh, Bobbery pre-recorded from this weekend. We'll play a little bit of that interview as well this hour. Get an update from him. And I know we've got some freedom of speech stuff, uh, trust in doctors, things like that. Anything else in 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 interaction with our our various like Rumble? I don't get to see the Rumble interaction if there is any. Um, Let's see here. Marge is back. We missed hey, you, Marge. Marge. We haven't, haven't heard from you. We in a haven't while. heard from Marge in a long time. Yeah. Uh, so cat got her tongue or something. K0009 uh, has some stuff on here about an experience with inner guidance that uh, he or she had. Mm-hmm. Um, do, 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 do. Yeah. That's what I got on Rumble. So right there wasn't a story associated with that, the inner guidance? Uh, this Mama? morning I had an experience with inner guidance. Been wanting to tell a friend about Monocore, oh. how it's helped us, but just didn't feel right. Then with Hugh, I got definite sign to speak. Thank you, God. Wow. Uh, all real healing is energy medicine, so is love. When it is used with any treatment or medicine, it will support a cure. Anything contrary to love can nullify the remedy. Well, that was part of the message of, of that Alden got, to love the cancer, right? To beat it not with violence, but with love. How cool is that? All you need is love. Da, da, All da, together da, da, now. Right? Yes. That's so cool. I love it. I do. I do indeed. All right. Well, uh, let's see. Trust in doctors. This is an interesting story. This is out of the Medical Express website. It says, trust in doctors, not public officials, boosts COVID-19 vaccination. Well, this is the, you know, the interesting thing about trust. Here we go again. Right? Here we go again. Doctors, you know, historically have had a lot of people that said, yeah, I trust my doctor over, you know, fill in the blank. A lot of, or nurses, you know, still have a higher uh, respectable uh, uh, trust factor. But if your doctor is promoting COVID-19 vaccination, he is not worthy of your trust. That, that's the irony of this article. Like, as they're saying, well, stop with the public officials going out and telling us to get the shots. Have doctors do it. But I'm just saying, if the doctor is going to do that, they've lost all trustworthiness because we know now that all of the misinformation has been coming from government, medicine, and media on the shots. They didn't want you to know that the analysis, that the data that they had was not encouraging. It wasn't 98% or 95% effective on and on. It was relative risk reduction versus real and all of that. So many of these things we've come through all these years now in addition to the things I've been warning about long before there was COVID. So trust me, I'm a doctor. I mean, I don't know. I'd probably trust a used car salesman more than a doctor that promotes COVID injections at this point. And I, I think I'd be better off. I'd have a better experience doing that. But it doesn't mean there aren't doctors worthy of your trust. In fact, those that we feature on this show are pretty much, you know, they have the integrity or else I wouldn't want to bring them on. Or if I find out that they're a, uh, not worthy of that trust. I'd have to acknowledge that as well. But the tr man, trust. What? How does? Why don't they trust us, Super Don? Right. That's the, the question. Uh, what is wrong with this? I, 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 I just still don't. I, I don't understand how these people haven't gotten it yet. They obviously don't listen to this show because we have given them so much advice. Yeah. 
uh, if they would just listen, not that we want them to get better at, at what it is they're doing, but hmm. uh, trust in doctors. Let, no. Let's just put the word doctors out there. Capital letters, maybe a neon <laughs> with some you know, trumpet music behind it. Yeah. Uh, it, it, that is the problem, right? They want you to just trust in doctors. The big, whoops. Yeah. It's the Italian in me there. Sorry. Uh, no, you need to trust your doctor, not trust in doctors. Because if you remember what happened in the last, going on what, four years now? Mm -hmm. I can't believe it. Uh, it seems like yesterday, doesn't it? It the does. Way that this, this craziness was going on. Uh, when this was going on and people were doing simple things like, like uh, what the Supreme Court now has to try and go in and try and decide whether it's okay or not. What? Mm -hmm. Questioning the efficacy of vaccines, questioning the origin of COVID-19, uh, questioning lockdown uh, policies and things like that. Uh, when we were doing this sort of thing, who was it that was on the internet, on Facebook, on Twitter, mm -hmm. that were that were being nasty and calling us, you know, terrible things and 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 banding together and creating organizations, literal organizations that would track down people on social media and shut them down. Who were these people? Doctors. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, yeah, tell, me I'm, tell me I'm wrong. It was doctors and scientists, right? Mm -hmm. that, that were leading the charge on this whole thing. So why do you just expect people just to trust you that because you're a doctor and you say you should get the COVID vaccine, they, oh, it's the lab coat. They've got the lab coat on, the white coat, right? Yeah. That doesn't work anymore. Just being a doctor does not mean somebody's automatically going to trust you. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's not it used enough. to be that way. Well, but, and it was a, it was always a misplaced trust because it, it allowed us to give up on our own, what we talked about last dude, hour. Dude, I don't man. trust car what? mechanics, car salesmen. I don't trust the clerk at the grocery store. You know, that they're going to scan my stuff and get the right price that I bought something that was on sale and they're going to charge me for the full price. I don't trust anybody. Do you have a trust, trust issues? I don't, I don't, you know what? Look, I try, look, I, I, I automatically, I think, I think a lot of people just yeah. automatically just assume that people that they deal with are going to be decent people. Mm -hmm. But, you know, if you're going to have somebody like, you know, decide whether you need to get surgery or not, or whether you should take this medication or not, or you should do this thing or like that, that's kind of an important thing. So you ought to be skeptical about it. Well, and that's you where they, the, the medical profession even used to say, get a second or third opinion. And yeah. now the, now the irony can't. is because it's been so corporatized. Mm -hmm. If you go to get a second opinion or a third opinion, you're getting it from the same company. The doctors work for the same company. Or so you don't get really true second, third opinions anymore. How many times did we cover a long time ago? It's been a while. Uh, parents would take their kids into the hospital because they had a cough or a sneeze or something wasn't right. Mm -hmm. uh, and the doctor said, oh, no, we need to give them uh, chemotherapy. Or we need to say, and they, oh, well, you know, I think I, I'd rather get a second opinion. Mm -hmm. What happened? Yeah, they turned, their, turned them into the... They took their kids. Yeah, took their kids away. Yeah, They terminated their parental rights. Yeah. Well, whatever happened, to, yeah, is a trust in God, tie up your camel, uh, or... or Trust your inner guidance. How about becoming prayerful and practiced in contemplative meditative techniques to quiet the mind and be open to receive information that, again, may be contrary to every doctor on the planet, but it's the, it's the right message for you to save your life or a loved one's life. So I think that's, you know, something that 
the consciousness is shifting that I say this super done and it's not so weird anymore to say that. There I mean, was a it's, time where people would go, what the not, heck is going on? And again, you know, it's important to understand that it's not like we're sitting there going, uh, you know, doctors, all doctors, they all suck. Uh, that's not no, what we're, we're that, that's no. not what we're saying. Uh, but you know, you, you should follow you should, along use your, the, use your, use your, 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 uh, better judgment. Yeah. Follow along with your, uh, censorship story here. Amazon now, uh, admits there were their documents that prove to some degree that they were censoring because of pressure from the Biden white house. Now we said that, and it was like, well, you have no proof of it. Like, well, how the heck, I mean, why Why was it in their best interest to do that as social media companies, much less Amazon, a place for freedom of speech, books, that they would try to suppress or censor books that had a, an alternate view of what COVID was, for instance? Where is it in our Constitution where that's okay for a president or the president's administration to pressure private companies to suppress information or to censor information? And so they're apparently... Uh, um, you know, again, documents that have been reve revealed in Congress that they petitioned for or somehow gotten that admit that they felt pressured to do this. Now, the, you know, the thing is that's funny about this is that despite all of the censorship and, and, and uh, curtailing of access to this information, Hotez still can't sell more books than, than our friends who talk about <laughs> the danger of vaccines. He did you know, a little bit better with this 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 last one. Yeah, but probably the, with the help of censorship. The rise of, what was it? The rise, a deadly rise of anti-science or something like that it was called. Right, yeah. Um, he managed to get a few more of those books sold, mm -hmm. but, you know, nobody's talking about it today. It came and it went. No. no. Are you surprised that this is coming out, that the Biden administration actually played a role in pressuring these companies to censor? No. Um, I mean, we kind of already knew, right? You know, yeah. it, that, that this was, was going on thanks to some investigative journalism uh, from some folks that dug the stuff up. Who was it that did the, uh, was it, the, it was called the, the Twitter files? Yeah, I think, I think you know, Twitter with files. Elon Musk. And, well, they, and they, now they dub it the Amazon files. The but, Amazon files, right. Yeah. But it's revealed the, and, and you know, if you watch MSNBC, you don't know any of this is going on. It's like that you don't even know Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is running for president hardly. It's just amazing, depending on how you watch the news or get the news. And I'm not saying get all your news from Fox either. We don't do that. But uh, the one thing I like on Fox News, I, I enjoy Gutfeld's show because it's humorous. There's funny. Mm. Yeah. And they, they'll make fun of anybody. But uh, that to me is like what we need more of, humor in all of this. And the people on the left don't seem to have much humor uh, about anything, especially when it comes to, you know, Trump or, or something like that. It's like, dude, if you lost your humor, you lost your connection to the divine, in my humble opinion. That's been my experience with people that have no humor. You don't want to be hanging around them. <laughs> it's all doom and gloom. That's no fun. You don't need to be brought down in consciousness or other things like that or by that. So we have questions of the day. We have comments today. We're going to get to them, but uh, I I'm, interviewed... I'm stalling at the moment because okay, I you... had to adjust some audio levels on that video okay. um, of the interview. All right. Let's um. Why don't we Why don't we hit a a, a question of the day while we're waiting? Okay. Yeah. Put Will up the work? question you want me to answer. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. All right. Go full screen on that if you don't mind, so I can see it. And this looks like a big one. Uh, this is from Dan and Cindy. Hi guys. We are looking for your opinion as 
for taking, uh, starts taking extra supplements. And we were trying to utilize the most cost-effective way as things are getting so expensive, as you well know. We currently take Cardio Miracle two to three times a day and take Energy Bits, both the chlorella and spirulina, and also been taking selenium and magnesium along with silver and copper. Our question is, could we eliminate selenium and magnesium? I know I have heard John... Uh, and also Catherine say that you can eliminate some of the supplements by taking their products. Also, we are very interested in the monocore and would like to learn more. Well, hopefully Dan and Cindy, you learned more last hour, but if not write in and, and we'll follow up as always. Thanks for all the wonderful things you and super Don do. Well, uh, Dan and Cindy, thank you for asking that question. And you know, the, the needs that we have for vital elements, essential minerals and certain vitamins that are just not, prolific in food anymore is why we must supplement our diet with ideally food and cardio miracle as judy mikovic calls it food the energy bits it's food as we know so you can certainly start there and determine what you need therapeutically or in response to things that are you know let's say you you knock out some of the things that you're taking right now pay attention it's really good to keep a daily journal or a log about symptoms that you think, eh, I'm not going to think much of it, but that means something. And it, you'll see that two weeks ago, something happened and you're like two weeks later going, well, what happened here? And you forgot about that. So Dan and Cindy, if you do want to drop something out to experiment with it, there's a lot of good in both of the products you mentioned. I still personally, I take you know the, the magnesium now every day. Well, I, I've been doing it for a long time since not a doc. We talked about that morning and night, my magnesium. I still take extra selenium. Again, this is me. Uh, is it needed? I don't know. I'm not out there getting measured. I'm just paying attention to my needs based on what I'm doing. Now, uh, I have been, you know, working out intensely when I can, less so since December, although I'm back into it when I'm, when I'm home, it's easier for me to do that. And I know my needs for things can go up as I push my body. Uh, I don't think I exceed the limits my body has, but I push it to some good limits so that I can be stronger all of the time. So for me, I probably wouldn't, but for you guys, you might be able to, but pay attention, careful attention with a daily log or journal to see as, I, well, we stopped this or we stopped that and it's been two weeks or four weeks and I'm noticing different things to go, oh, well, I probably need to bring that back in or maybe I don't because it's enough in the food products that you have there. So that's what I would suggest for you, uh, Dan and Cindy. It's a great question. It's not a one-size-fits-all answer, but if you feel like you want to try that, that's a great way to learn. And worst-case scenario is you learn a good thing that you're like, oh, I really need that, and I wasn't sure I needed it before. So that's where I would go. Anyway, all right, Super D, where are we at with the uh, interview? Just a minute. Just a minute still? It's, okay. It's, it's level-loaded. It's processing. The, okay. the levels on it were just not good enough, and so I had to fix that real quick. Okay, sorry. Now, now was there a comment of the day I could do? Or um, Yeah, there. let's see. What do we got here? Okay, that'll help. Uh, then we... This was the comment of the day oh, from Bill. Cool. I, I thought this would be from Bala, but Bill. It's always somebody <laughs> with a B, Bill or Bala, but Bill yes. writes in, Robert, 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 I heard you say many times that you are a stickler when it comes to the English language. However... When speaking to your guest, you said something that absolutely is not allowed. I'm going to throw that in for you, Bill. E-D. Allowed in the English language. You actually said more simple instead of simpler. If you need me, I'm available for lessons. Only kidding. I mean, only more kidding. <laughs> I love this, Bill. Great show as usual. Keep up the good work. Bill, yes, don't let me get away with it. My wife doesn't either. If I do something like that at the end of the show, she's like, I can't believe you said that. Don't you know better? Now, Sometimes I'll, yeah, sometimes I'll admit I will do it on purpose for effect. Sometimes. 
Yes. Sometimes I might just screw up because I'm human and that's okay. Call me out on it because I call super Don out on it or anybody that writes in. We do. We have fun with that. It's not that I don't know if super Don's more anxious about it than I am or not, but I, you know, I sometimes get there more anxious about what the, the language, you know, the, 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 you know, English being correct. Getting called probably. out. Oh, right. no, no. Or calling people out on it. Oh yeah. I'm well, not anxious if it's, about if it's you, I have no problem. Cause that's always fun. <laughs> Yes, of course. Anyway. All right. So we, I think we're ready now. Okay. So let's uh, run the interview from the uh, Autism Health Summit with Bob Riorn, and then we'll be back before the end of the show. We've got some, I think we got at least another question of the day, and then we're going to talk about growing food while some people are saying it's bad for the climate. What? You got to be kidding me. We've got and a fun vegan story too. As well. Yeah. You guys stick around for that more. Let's, uh, let's watch the interview I did with Bob Riorn just this last weekend at the Autism Health Summit. All right, y'all, I told you uh, we'd be joined by uh, many good friends and, and wonderful people on an adventure in healing on planet Earth at this Autism Health Summit. Thanks to Tracy Slepsevic and one of those folks, you know him really well, Bob Riorin, all the way from Georgia and the Soviet Union through Israel to America. And we appreciate him so much because, as I've said so many times, and I'll never stop saying thanks for getting folium to my mom, Grandma Mickey to my uh, kids, and uh, 90 years old, she was dancing, and she's still taking her folium. Thank you, Bobbery. It's good to see you, my brother. You're welcome. Yeah. So, how's how, you've been having some good interactions here? When I did my talk earlier, um, it was a CME talk where they call that continuing medical education. So you have to be careful about talking about products. But I still snuck in, and go see Bobbery Folium PX because my mom's dancing at 90 because of that. If it can help her, what can it do for you? And that's I. Hopefully, people went and said hello to you. Well, they have come, some of them, thanks to you, and then Judy and all the others. Judy Mikovits was nice as well. She loves you and what you're doing as well, yes. Stacy, by, by all means. Mm -hmm. but, but the thing is, um, we have these products, and people who have tried, who have taken initiative to try and, and help themselves, it mm -hmm. works. Yes. The products work, and that's all I care. And, Robert, I want to repeat myself which I have told you many times, mm -hmm. whether on the show or on the private conversations, mm -hmm. anything ingestible, anything whatsoever. That should, you can ingest. Yeah. Should meet three, three criteria. Number one, should be safe. Yeah. Then it should be then functionality, and then should be affordable. Yeah. Now, let's start from the bottom. Affordability, I cannot control. For one person, one dollar can be too much, and the other one million can be not. It's true about anything, but yeah. what's the cost of, of of not doing what you need to do to get well? That's another story. But yeah, okay. So no, the second one is functionality. Mm -hmm. They work. Yeah, for they sure. Work whatever we claim, they do way more than what we claim, and some of them we cannot claim because of the the regulatory uh, environment. Regulatory yeah. environment, and yeah. not only that, um, there are some. Entities after us, they want us out. Mm -hmm. They don't want us there. Mostly some people who are associated with some pharmaceutical companies simply because for the pharmaceutical companies, oh, there is no money in healthy people. Right. The money is in, in, in the disease management, is it not? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But, but so for that reason, we, we struggle. Yeah. And it's not a secret. It's not, not only me, but everybody in the industry. Yeah. Uh, we had a challenge. And the first one is the safety. We did tests at the um, 
Roswell Park Concert Center in Buffalo, New York. Mm -hmm. Okay. And what happens is, um, it came, all of them came in safe, safe, safe. Right. And once we have that safety, uh, I have no worries anymore because here's what happens. Before you take any product, in just any product, just anything, including air, mm -hmm. you're in charge. You, you're in control. You can take it, give it away, kill it, whatever you want to do. Once you take it in, that product is in charge of your life and death, your well-being or sickness. It can do anything. You cannot undo it anymore, right? So for that reason, the safety is number one. Well, think about where we are, Bobri, with the Autism Health Summit. A lot of kids, particularly, that have been injured, hammered by environmental, uh, let's say, exposures, some by injection, some by air and food, and you talk about all of that. And if you start with kids, you say, well, is it safe? You have to nail that first, right? Exactly, but yeah. here's the thing. Mm -hmm. um, autism is a very tricky issue. It's not only in the United States, it's not, it's not only with kids, but even in the aged people and all over the world, it's the same issue. Now, there are, uh, there are two major reasons why it can be. One is um, by environmental issues, and the other one is by inheriting by which is also environment passed on through the generations exactly. right yeah yeah okay now we can help those who are who have gotten that autism by environment mm -hmm. but but um people who have inherited that will be difficult because one of the reasons um one of the issues that you have to know how to help is to know the reason. But I don't know how those people that gave us inheritance, they, they contracted this, this disease mm -hmm. or this, this environment. I, I just don't know, right? So we cannot control that. But people who, who are getting this out of now environment, we can help it. And how? Mm -hmm. We got to find out where it came from. What was the quality of food or, or, or water and all that? And plus, uh, what environments the, the kid is in? And then go for the cause. Yes. Because if you go for symptoms, yeah, one day it'll be okay, but next day it will be the same. Yeah. It will never stop. You've got to go for the cause. And that is the major challenge. Now, as far as the volume products go, we have proven time after time they remove just about all the major ingredients, what they have in their body. That you don't that, want not, in your body. Yeah, exactly. Pulling out the things you don't want. That's the exactly. key here. Yeah. All the, all the, all the toxic mm -hmm. stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And then it's easy to treat. And some people, uh, some people will be recovered. Some people will not. Or some people will take lifetime to recover. Some people can take a day or two. Mm -hmm. But we don't know what might be. We just don't. But nevertheless, it helps people. And the reason I'm here is to let people know it's here. Try it. I cannot guarantee anything. One thing I guarantee is unless you do something about it, it's yeah. not over by itself. Right, right, right. Well, we come back to the comfort in taking a product, which if it's on the Robert Scott Bell Show, uh, if you're a long-time 
viewers or listeners are part of the family, you know, it takes a lot to get on this show. And I don't mean money. I'm talking about integrity. I'm talking about the quality, the safety, all the things you've mentioned. Uh, and that's an important uh, hurdle that has to be overcome. And uh, Bobri is tenacious in his passion because he's got a mission. And, and it's a genuine mission. It's, a, you know, an intense mission to help people that have, you know, often hit the end of their rope, so to speak, or the end of their, uh, you know, I, I wish, Bobri, it wasn't that people wait till the last minute to get folium because it is life-saving. And I've seen that for my mom. It really is. But there are so many people that don't realize how much it could help them. I'm going to say it. You're not, because I'm not selling it. So you don't have to say it, but even prevent horrible things from happening because we know that the accumulation over time, even if you think you're fine, we're exposed to things that we don't even know. And keeping that stuff out from accumulating, that's something I think in terms of a maintenance use of folium, not just an aggressive use to get people out of trouble. Does that make sense? It does make sense, but you know, here's the thing. Mm -hmm. We have three major nutrients we ingest every single second. Mm -hmm. I mean, one of them every single second, which is breathing, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And then we have water and we have food. Now, water, we can have, what, thousands of different bodies of water we can drink from if you filter. Even without the filter, we can survive, right? You can also live without water, maybe two or three days. Mm -hmm. And food we have, God knows how many different types. How can you cook? What kind of cooking? What kind of person? What type of fruits and vegetables and all mm -hmm. that worldwide? But you can also live without food, maybe a week or two. A couple or of months, or maybe. Yeah, whatever it might yeah. be, right? Yeah. In other words, you can survive without it. Mm -hmm. But... You can also control food and water, how you filter, how you cook, right? Mm -hmm. And what you choose. Yeah. You have privilege to choose. But there comes to one last point, which is air. And you have no control over air. It's poison. It's, it's contaminated. It's polluted. And all we can live without it is maybe a minute. Mm -hmm. You want to take so. Yeah, it's <laughs> not as long. And... and Bobby, we talk about the threats to air, you know, even if we don't, let's say if we're breathing air, that's not pure, we somehow kind of navigate through that. If it's not too toxic, right? If you have an event like that happened in Bhopal, India, if you remember that event, mm -hmm. that thousands died because of a, a contaminant in the air, mm -hmm. or if we've talked about the radiation issue with like Chernobyl, of course that's airborne, but you're breathing it in too, but it's all exposure because it seems to be going through you. Um, these are like invisible things to people. They don't know that they're exposed often. Well, they found out of nowhere thousands of cows dead mm -hmm. and tens of thousands of birds. Birds dropped in the sky, yeah. How did they die? What happened? We know, but you cannot even state that because you will be punished for it. Mm -hmm. So these regimes, they become really scary. They're very protective of the people who pollute, the, the companies that pollute, that tend exactly. to have more power than they do. Because because those companies are spending money to, to elect them. Yeah, exactly. You know, it becomes a corrupt cycle, right? Yeah, they become masters mm -hmm. of elections. So, but but how did, how did it happen? How, but what happens is when instead of the cow or instead of the beard, when humans are there and they die, that's dangerous. Then you're talking about the environment with the gasoline, 
Then you're talking about the industrial, and mm -hmm. then you're talking about some cosmic things. Mm -hmm. you remember with um, Ishmael Perez? Yes, right. Yes, the origin. That's tremendous. Right? Mm -hmm. And then, then, then you're talking about all the gasoline burned by by. Um, I think we discussed it before. Mm -hmm. There was a study done in Australia back in the late 60s or early 70s. Every metric ton of gasoline is burned. It leaves about 50 milligrams of uh, uranium mm. up in the air. U uranium? Yeah. Out of gasoline. So trace amounts. Now lead yeah. And all that, right? Trace amounts of heavy metals, ionizing radiation uh, metals, if you will, too. Uh, background levels of radiation have risen, of course, in the atomic age mm -hmm. uh, significantly. And there's a lot you could say correlates at that time the rise of certain things that are what we call diseases. So... And then, the, and then those, when they are born, all the plants, every living being, whether it's human or animal or, mm -hmm. or, or plants and trees. They absorb it. They absorb it. Mm -hmm. And now, if you drive on the highway and you see all this, uh, all this green stuff on the right-hand side, right? And then you look deep inside and see it's green. You come back and look at them again. Oops, it's yellow. Mm because of this gasoline. Mm. But what happens, all that, all the damage, tires pick it up and you take it to your garage. We don't even realize that. Yeah. And then you have environmental and then you have, they they claim this uh, climate change and all that, you know, all the liberals. Yeah. There is some truth to it. Nevertheless, uh, it can be, it can be corrected if you take care of yourself. Yes. Because you cannot change the environment. What right. you can change is your own health. What we what we try to do when we realize the things you're talking about, Bobri, is like, can we limit exposure to these things? You, that's what your point is. There are certain things you have the ability to choose. Like when you talk about food and water, how to do it, mm -hmm. what are, the air, not so much. I mean, if you're in your home, you can purify your own air, but we're out in the world. I mean, we're in a hotel here. Who knows what kind of chemicals they use? You know, it's just not pure. So, what we must do is supply the things that provide what we call resilient response, the ability to adapt in the midst of this, to, you know, to bind some of those nasty agents out, as we talked about, help to usher them out safely so they don't accumulate to the point where each of us has strengths and weaknesses, where it tips us over the top and we end up in a devastatingly life and death situation or crisis. Well, my answer to that is no matter who you are, where you are, what food you eat or what you don't eat. We have an air, air quality, which is poison. We know that. And believe it or not, you like it or not, you will pay the price. Now we have a, two choices. Pay the price now with today's cost or pay the price at the back end. And I think today, it's much more expensive back then. Today's back cost end. will not help you. Money will not help you anymore. At that point, you're yeah, you're done. You're toast. There are so many good products out there. All you have to find them. Mm -hmm. I can only speak about my product, what we have. It's all scientifically, clinically, anecdotally proven, documented. Mm -hmm. And the rest of it is up to people how they sure. how they react to it. Mm -hmm. And that's that's my issue is is to is to help yourself because if you don't, nobody else will. Right. Yeah. Well, and and those of you can help others. It's important that you know also to help yourself first so that you're always able to help others. If that's you feel a charitable heart uh, and, you know, supporting the, the lives and the 
and the health of those who have been challenged and don't have, you know, the mechanisms or means. And I know you've done that as well. You've helped a lot of people who were in trouble. And, yes. you know, we have. Thank you for yeah. mentioning. Yeah. Thanks for mentioning that. But right now, for, for instance, oh, our products are are being administered to the uh, to the survivors of of the October seventh people who did not cap get captured. They were they were kidnapped, right? They were not held. They, no. People captured. Did did not get kidnapped. Okay. So, but but they're still under a lot, a lot of, of trauma from the whole experience. Yeah, yeah. Our products happen to happen. I'm I'm leaving there next weekend. So are you giving are you giving them the relax? Relax, yes. Yeah, this thing uh, will address a lot of the stress response. Uh, this is the folium PX. You can go to folium relax. This one, the super antioxidant, it's focused on that. It's part of the three prong approach, but specific to the people that have been through a lot of trauma, anxiety, yes. anxious, all of that. This is a phenomenal addition. Yes, you see, what happens is in the body, the chemicals are building a way to protect all this mm -hmm. emotional stuff. But after this traumatic, uh, what what happens then? The chemical balance is all all screwed up, and they help to put them together, back yeah. together. So whatever happens, but bottom line is it helps. Yes. How and what I I don't want to talk about it because uh, yeah, too much for right, right for regulators. Regulators. Yes. Well, if you guys haven't caught some of Bobby's previous appearances and, and interviews I've done with various doctors and uh, patients uh, from around the world who have benefited by getting on the Folium products, um, go back. They're archived available. You can do, you know, the search as well. And you'll see that there is an extraordinary an, a number of folks, many, many more than we could ever interview in a lifetime that have been helped by this. And uh, as I will remind you, or for those that are new to the Robert Scott Bell show, I was just going to share this about mom again. Some of you are going, oh, mom again. Like, no, I'm mom again. Yeah, mom. She's 90. She's still here. I'm just blessed and I'm so happy. And uh, uh, Bobri had helped uh, back in 2022, the end of 2022. She was still, she was struggling like I'd never seen in, in my life. I'd never seen her struggle. Weak, vital force diminishing and started on the folium. In two weeks, she called me up out of the blue said, I don't know what's in this stuff, but I'm sleeping better. And I got energy again for the first time. And it was, wasn't long after that. It was January 1st, 2023. She celebrated the new year by dancing at 80, almost 89 at that point. She was 88. And then January 29th, 2023, she turned 89. She celebrated by dancing. I'm like, she's back. This is great. And then January 23rd, 29th, 2024, I was there for her 90th birthday. And many of you have seen the video. We played it on the air of her dancing. A whole lineup of people coming to dance with mom. And even after she said, I'm done, <laughs> more people were asking. And she got up and danced some more. So uh, I will always be grateful for you. And there are other stories like that. Um, in fact, Lori Harvey, one of our sweetheart, mm -hmm. super, super fans, supporters of the show. She's a patron supporter as well. And she talked about how it's helping her with eyesight. But it even helped her with her husband, who was severely dying of cancer. Even Dr. Batar was helping her at the time and him and uh, uh, the folium. I'll get her on and she'll talk about it again. But if you want to talk about that, it's just another phenomenal story of even people that are suffering beyond suffering, how they've been helped. Yeah. Well, many people like this. I, I've seen maybe more than a dozen of people who happen to know us and are proud of they come and say thank you. So. Mm -hmm. I'll take it. Yes, yes, beautiful. Well, I'm grateful for it. So we have the Folium Original. We call it the uh, Folium PX, the super antioxidant there, and uh, that's available at your starting point. 
And we also have the folium immuno, which who doesn't need a little bit of help for their immune system. So it's a three-pronged approach in the folium relax. And uh, for those of you who are new, when you start, I guess you can start slow if you want to, or you can go full bore. What do you think? Well, well protocol is you take folium PX first mm -hmm. for a month. That's uh, three times a day, one capsule. Before, mm -hmm. Make sure you go before meal. And before meal, not, yeah. Do not mix with anything else. Mm -hmm. On its own. And then you take this together for another month. One of each mm -hmm. right here. Yeah. One of each for one month, mm -hmm. three times a day. And then you alternate and come back to PX and all that. And yeah. within one year, you will see big results, big yeah. time. And uh, you cannot just My it. mom saw results in two weeks. I'm not saying everybody will, but she was amazed. And uh, and she's still doing great. So thank you. Know you. What? Yeah. If you haven't seen it yet, come to my, my, my table. I'll show you the data, mm -hmm. how it does very first, first second, few days. Yeah. Based once you start taking it, works immediately but the, yeah to see the end results that that takes some time and it none of our products help uh, i mean none, none of our products heal anything or anybody or prevent anything what what they do is to help the body to help itself yes exactly and, and that's what they do and that's and, what we need yeah and and uh, none of them do any miracles well, the miracle is it's working with your yeah. body yeah. so the beautifully. Thing is, what is amazing is that up until now, until we did it, the the ingredients are in front of us every day mm -hmm. for centuries and millenniums. Yeah. But people happen to not even think about it. Yeah. To put them together. We just... You just had it, just a brilliant this. idea to do it, and it's helping and, so many. And many more to come. Yeah. Now, many of people are watching and listening after the Autism Health Summit where we're together. But we have upcoming events. You're going to be with me at Next Steps again in Lake Lanier Islands? I'm planning to, but I don't know yet. You don't know yet? Okay. I, I, it's I'm Atlanta. Not... You'll be with your daughter and uh, grandkids, yeah. right? Yeah, no? yeah, but you know, I'm, I'm invited to see the U.S. Navy. Oh, okay. Well, and, and I'm so, hoping so, you're there with us. All right. I, I don't know what the schedules will be, but All right. if I can make it, I will. If not. Okay. And next time you're on, we'll have a, a very exciting announcement, right? Been big news. Yes. Yeah. We'll tease yes. that. Well, uh, there was big news, but let's keep it. We'll keep it time. a little under wraps for until next time, right? Yeah, until until next. So in when people near future, when people go to foliumpx.com, they can order online with the code RSB10, uh, or just RSB. Oh, uh, or do R they have to RSB10? RSB 10. 10. Okay. Take a ten percent. Right. And anybody comes from this show, um, if they come until. Next Friday, I give them for one week. They will have 15%. 15. 15. Okay, so 15 this week, take advantage of this interview. Bob Ray's giving an extra 5% off, so that'd be 15% off. But uh, starting, you got starting tomorrow. Yeah, you got to mention that you heard us from the Amer uh, Autism Health Summit. So this is airing likely on Monday, first time, because we're now Saturday. Our next live show is going to be Monday. So, you know, a week from Monday, probably a week or so. But this week, coming up. So from, from tomorrow until next, next uh, Monday next week. Okay, sounds good. All right, so everybody, thank you to Bob Orin. Appreciate him so much. And those of you who have seen the dancing pictures of my mom and, and video, you'll, you'll, you'll know how great that is uh, to see that happen for you and others. And many others have, have shared their story here. Foliumpx.com. 
Appreciate you, my brother, so much. Good fun we have together. Thank you. Yes, yes. Bob Orin, keep coming, and we'll see you guys in a bit. Thank you so much. Be right back. Thank you. All right, that was it. That was a fun interview we had with Bobry there at the event and helping folks out is what he does, what I like to help him do as well. And uh, so, yeah, it looks like we were going to try and get it on Monday, but we couldn't squeeze it in until today, that interview. That's how full we've been with stuff. Packed. Full of something, anyway. Full of something, yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I think we're, we're – I hope things are moving <laughs> out of you like they're moving out of me in a good, healthy way. Good, good healthy, balanced way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We got that's another ne- – That's never been an issue for me. Okay. We have a, a question of the day as well as a couple of stories. I don't know how we'll fit everything in, but we'll always do bonus round, too. So you tell me what we should do next, and I'll do it. Uh, Let's see. we got a couple of minutes here. We could do the, the, uh, the other – well, I guess this is technically a question of the day. Okay. Uh, it's down here at the bottom here by Lisa. Okay. So this is high RSB and super Don. Uh, wow. I would like to make a donation in memory of a dear friend and health freedom advocate who introduced me to your show and passed away in December. Jacqueline, Jackie Lewis. What is the best way to do this? Please. And thanks Lisa. Oh my gosh. Well, I mean, that's very kind of you, Lisa. You don't have to do that. But if if you feel like you, in, in memory of your friend, we're honored. And, uh, you know, we'll honor Jackie's passing. I, sh- I shot yeah. Lisa an email just a few minutes ago. Okay. On that, if you I get just... her phone number, I'll call her and say thank you as well. Um, you know, there are a number of ways to support the Robert Scott Bell Show. One of those ways is just supporting those things we, we help put in front of you, right? Things that you see banners for at the, at the show, at the webpage, robertscottbell.com. Um, another way is to become a patron supporter. Um, and that gives you a lot of access to all kinds of things way in advance of other things and, and, and more. And then some people have donated just because they felt like they wanted to pay it forward. And I'm grateful for that too. Kind of makes me almost teary up when people do this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, if we can get her number, I'll call her, give her some options. I mean, there obviously there's a donation thing there but we'll give her give her a holler but thank you for that that's amazing and anything we can do the memory of your friend who turned you on to the robert scott bell show please let yeah. us know as well jackie like, lewis acknowledge her yeah that's just extraordinary thank you uh study more studies this is a growing food study i know we want to get to the the vegan <laughs> study about yeah. fat but Wow. We'll, we'll get, I mean, we'll, we'll cover it here if we go into bonus round, but you want to stick around for it. For you, sure. Yeah. You want to stick around for these two stories. One is about growing your own food and <laughs> yeah, it just, it, you know, climate change. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Wow. Yeah, dude, I'm sorry. If you're an environmental earth muffin, please come back to your senses and recognize how survival happens on this planet. And if growing your food is going to cause climate change and you got to stop growing food and what are you going to eat? Probably the stuff they're going to uh, put into your know, vegan processed food. And we'll talk about that synthetic animal fat. I'm not kidding. This is the stuff that they're doing. It's just insane. But what's not insane is being a part of the Robert Scott show. I think we're having a great time. Thank you to Ann and Alden for being with us now. Or one thanks to Bobbery for uh, joining us from the weekend at Autism Health Summit today's show and take advantage of that 15% off. Say thanks to the folks that support this message of health, freedom, and healing liberty to help me remind you right before the bonus round, the power to heal is still yours. 
glad nobody broke a bone doing that. A little break dancing going on there. Did you ever break dance back in the day? Uh, I, I sort of. Yeah, I was actually pretty good. I, but I wasn't the, I wasn't doing the, the stuff on the ground. I was the, okay. doing the stuff standing up. Okay. And it was, it was actually a fun experience because, uh, back in that day, I was, I, I was a, just a total geek, yeah, a nerd, right? You know, but I had a lot of free time on my hands because I was grounded all the time, right, at home, <laughs> and so I practiced on, on how to do that stuff, and I got pretty good at it. Who grounded you? Your dad or your mom? Well, technically, I grounded myself because I was doing dumb stuff. But <laughs> okay. it was, it was, uh, yeah. Taking responsibility now. I mean, whatever. Fun. That's how yeah. I look at it now. Yeah. But anyway, so I was, I was a sleeper mm-hmm. because, you know, these guys would get together. And back then, you know, you'd, you'd have a crew, mm-hmm. you know, and they would do, they would have, have these contests against each other. Uh, and I would just kind of be kind of off in the background and stuff like that. And then I'd come out and start doing something. And everybody'd be like, holy cow, because I was totally, I, I was just total like white nerdy kid mm-hmm. uh that would get you know that was pretty good at doing that stuff and so it was kind of fun to to do that it was it you know we grew up uh at the birth of hip-hop right yeah. and rap yeah. and all that stuff that happened on our watch back in the early 80s it's true. and it was it was a very fun and cool experience to to see that evolve over time now didn't um what was the, there was a song called white and nerdy that was weird. Weird Al, yeah. That was he. It was a parody of a song called uh, "Riding Dirty." <laughs> were you white and nerdy when you were doing? Hip-hop? I was. I was. Yeah, I was pretty white and nerdy there for a while. <laughs> I really was. Oh, uh, I couldn't. I just well, whatever. I was. Yeah. Now remember then, when you were... then I got contact lenses and suddenly it was just like, oh, oh you were the, the cool a dude. whole new world. Yes. yes. You were talking about not trusting, right? We were talking about trusting docs and things like that. M- Michael Bolden chimed in over in the chat room at robertscottbell.com. One of my favorite quotes from the founding, I wouldn't trust a flock of molasses. That was old Abraham White from the Massachusetts Ratifying Convention. That's molasses? You... Molasses, yeah. That looks like mooses. Mo- I don't know. I don't know what Moses is. So I, I changed it to molasses because I don't know what Mojitos. Moses is. What, what is Moses is? <laughs> I don't know. I just had to change it to something. What is it? Moses is. I, I trust a, a flock, flock of, of Moses. So if there were a whole bunch of Moses, like are we a, talking biblical reference to Moses? Maybe like clones it. of Moses. Yeah. Is that what that is? A flock of Moseses. That's funny. I mean, I, I just hadn't needed that to be interpreted for me. Thanks, Bolden, for that one. How does Bolden know all these quotes? He's so well read on he the founders. I love that. Talk about he white so and nerdy, much. huh? White and nerdy. There you go. <laughs> Michael Bolden, 10th Amendment. He's a brainiac. Brainiac. <laughs> He's not here to defend himself. Maybe he is still uh, in the chat right. room on bonus round, but we'll if he was him. here, he could defend himself. See? He could, right? Yeah, Join us right. up. I think he's not scheduled till uh next a week. A week from Friday. Friday. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we'll get that and catch up, see what he says about that and a lot more. All right. So All right. these couple of stories here that we didn't get a chance to hit. All right. One, a study says growing your own food is bad for the climate. <laughs> <laughs> so this article is at the organic prepper and, and obviously they're not agreeing with it. He's, you know, the headline subheadline says, here's why they're wrong. But man, you can't pa- put it past the global warming climate change alarmists about the absurdity with which they're trying to get us all to eat bugs. I mean, is is there something else that they're after here? 
And, and, and I love what the author of this article about it says. In what might be the stupidest article I've ever read, <laughs> a new study from the University of Michigan, uh, sorry for anybody up there in Michigan, announced that growing your own food in urban settings can emit five times as much carbon as those grown in conventional settings. Mm. Scientists say that the emissions don't come from the vegetables themselves, but from the infrastructure in the form of sheds and raised beds. Wh- what? Well, okay, so I'm guessing it, it's not literally the emission from the shed itself, but they're talking about the emissions that were created in the transportation and the construction of the materials that were used in order to to create the shed. Okay. How That's often, how I'm guessing that. Do you have a shed out back? Uh, you can get arrested for doing that, can't you? What? What are you talking about? I usually... Did I did I misspeak? Yeah. I don't recall. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No. I. Well. No. In this place, I don't have a shed. Okay. Um. I did in the the place previous to this, but okay. I wouldn't mind having one. Well. And well. I, no. 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 I take that back. There is. Yeah. I guess you would call it a shed. There is a small little little thing. That right. I put but my how, how many times do you have to rep- put more stuff on it to fix it up? I mean, no. 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 I understand. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's not. Uh. uh you yeah, build it uh, once and it's there unless you need not to emissions it. from from remodels, but yeah. emissions from the initial construction of the shed and the materials needed to right. make it. I, I just like I said because you're it's a shed stretch. It. And what about the raised bed? Okay, if you make a raised bed, you might use some wood. Wood? Well, you got to have you use nails, right? Yeah, but the and thing there's is, there's trucks that had to haul the soil. Yeah, uh, probably from from where it originally came from that went into the bags that you put into the uh, and the plastic yeah. that the soil was uh, was was uh, in the plastic covering that it was in and the truck that had to drive the soil soil to the Walmart that you went over and picked the soil. Yeah, you yeah. see. So yeah. the and the author here says the article doesn't even pretend to address the carbon offset by producing your own food rather than getting it transported into cities. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, think about modern agriculture. Uh, factory farms, if you really believe in the carbon footprint. I mean, do you think that's really efficient, much less the killing of animals and the growing of vegetables? The thing is about growing vegetables in your own garden, you'd be hard-pressed to kill an animal while doing that, maybe an insect or two. But think about when you're going through a field with a combine, anything in the way is done. But if you're growing food, vegetables for you vegetarians, if you're growing your own isn't that way better for the environment, especially if you love animals, you don't want to kill them. I'm just pointing out what I think is so obvious that this, this story is just yeah. missing. I, take, I guess, I guess you need to, uh, need to get a hold of the uh, university of Michigan and let them know. Yeah. What about the mental health benefits of growing your own food? Right. I mean, ah, oh man. Yeah. Whoever wrote that uh, research article. Well, here's what I'm wondering. Um, how, you know, how long have, People have been growing food. I mean, is that really, is that the cause of climate change now? <laughs> Cow farts and gardeners? Yeah. Back in ancient Egypt, they caused global warming because they were farming wheat, you know, to save up for the famine. Remember the Joseph, the story uh, of Joseph? Yes. Yes. Hmm. I think there was a flock of Moseses involved in that too. So. <laughs> flock of Mo- I've never heard flock of Moseses. <laughs> I had to say molasses. Oh my uh, gosh. Jeez. Yeah. So uh, if we go further down the vegetarian crazy field, um, there's an article here from the Defender, and uh, it's questioned: Are ultra-processed foods 
fattening. Nope. Nope. nope that's not it. No, nope. the wrong one. You got the wrong did thing. I, scroll I down till you get to your plant-based meat. Your plant-based meat. Where is that one hiding? How did I click the wrong one? Supreme Court. Looking, looking, looking. You're. Oh, I see it there. Okay, got there it. You go. Thank click you. Click on that. Uh, and now I'll. No, it keeps opening the wrong one. Yeah, just click on the one I sent you in Skype. Oh, thanks. this is actually coming from the Washington Post. Oh, that this, makes this, more sense. Yeah, this I cracked on the me right up. thing, but it went the yeah. wrong way. Okay, your plant-based meat could soon have animal fat. Oh. Now, I was just in um, one of those super-duper big grocery stores this morning after my workout. Uh, I was picking up some uh, some fruit and stuff. We're going to have my son and his roommate over uh, this evening, if the, if the snow cooperates, because it's snowing pretty heavily. But uh, And so I was looking also for organic sour cream, because it looks like my wife's making like a super-duper chili, a really nice, you know, winter mm -hmm. kind of dish. And uh, I called them up. Got customer service. I said, hey, do you have any organic sour cream? Because I don't yet have cows out back. It's kind of hard to come by. Right. Yeah. And 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 my wife has been saying it's, it hadn't been in. And so they check. They get back on the phone. Say, yeah, we have a whole shelf of them. I'm like, oh, okay. We must have got it. Just timed it just right. So I'm excited. I get in there. I get the fruit. And then I go to the dairy section. And it's all that. natural, right? It was natural. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I went up to customer service. And I wasn't mad. You know, some days I could be mad about that. I mean, I'm human, but I'm like, right. yeah, all right. Uh, yeah. I I went, hey, listen, I called earlier about this and there's no organic. And I, I wanted to say natural doesn't mean anything. It's not regulated. It could be anything. It's not organic. So I, I at least educated her and I didn't yell at her right. about the mistake. And then I went back. So no, she knows. Good. Yeah. After after the show, I'll go to a, a local health food store that actually has organic sour cream. Uh, for that. So anyway, plant-based issue. Yes. Meat, plant. Now, this is the other thing. I looked back and I saw um, some bison on sale, bison steaks on sale. I was like, mm -hmm. ooh, this is a great deal. I was going to get them. And then I read it. It said natural. Okay. Now, that doesn't automatically off-put me for bison because most bison is raised on grass. Right. But I read the label and it was like fed a vegetarian diet. I uh, dude, I yeah, that is so yeah. funny because uh, Jenny and I, mm -hmm. my wife, have had this conversation numerous times as we've yeah. been going through. And it's like it has to be grass fed, right? Yeah. And a lot of them, that's what they'll do is they'll say it's vegetarian fed, and I'm like, no, because they would consider corn a vegetable. Okay, exactly, and they're they're eating GMO grains, right? Uh, not their native diet. And so I'm like, why would you do that to bison? I mean, they've been doing it to cows, but like, dude, really? Right. So I was like disappointed. I put it back and I'm like, uh, so, you know, more lessons in going out in the world because I don't normally do that. Uh, and not because I'm, I'm, I'm above that. It's just, I'm always so busy. And my wife is amazing. She takes care of that, goes out and the, you know, hunting and, and, and whatever you got to do to get the food. Your wife goes out hunting. Well, you know, at the grocery store, the health food store, like the Ted Nugent. That, yeah. Right. Well, hey, did you ask Shemaine about Nugent being 2000? I haven't talked to her yet. He's stinker. I you talk to her every, every once in a while. That. It's not a daily thing, but I will. Okay. I will right. for sure. Uh, okay, so, so anyway, so back to the story. <laughs> yeah, you take it Take it from here. So plant-based meat, apparently, they uh, they came up with this brilliant idea uh, that because, and if you've noticed, we've covered some of these stories where they've come out with these plant-based meats and stuff that mm -hmm. they're trying to sell them in the stores. People aren't buying them. And it turns out the reason why people aren't buying them is because they taste like crap. <laughs> and so somebody came up with a brilliant idea. You know what? Uh, let's add animal fat to the meat. 
And that made me laugh because I'm like, oh, I see. So in other words, uh, you want to add real meat to your fake meat <laughs> so that people will eat oh, it and yeah. it will taste like meat. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah, literally, that's what they're they're wanting to do here. Uh, it says your plant-based meats think the Impossible Burger or corn. I'm not familiar with this one. Chicken nuggets, which are generally filled with a long list of strange-sounding ingredients. Pea protein, potato starch, coconut oil, yada, everything but chicken. Yeah. Uh, they they are saying now that a few startups are planning on adding one more component to the mix, animal fat, which I'm sure there's like just thousands of vegans suddenly screamed in agony when they when they read this wow. because it's like, you know, the whole idea of plant-based meat was to get people from eating real meat because, yeah. they, again, climate change, right? And you know what? The, the 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 fake meat was right there this morning in the grocer's freezer or, not, or whatever the you know what all the steaks and ground beef were. They had right. the fake stuff too, yeah. The plant based stuff, and it looked really sad. And uh, I just <laughs> noticed that as well. And then come come back and prep for the show. And this is one of the stories we're covering where they were going to synthesize animal fats. Well, see, but they, and that's the kicker, really. I hadn't even gotten to that. That yeah, uh, there's some companies apparently that want to grow the fat in a laboratory. Yeah. A fat of a vat of fat, like like in the lab, and I'm just like, gosh, man, if only there was a place where you can get real animal fat, <laughs> right? Right. So, oh, but then wow. there's there's other ones that are pulling whatever animal byproducts are mm -hmm. uh, from traditional meat production, which would include fat, I'm guessing, mm -hmm. and blending it with the plant ingredients to create pieces of I, I don't know what you would call that. I mean, it's yeah. it's not, I guess. It would have to have more plants in it than than animal well, fat to still be a be a plant based. But I I, it just makes me laugh. It's like, listen, you guys try to invent something and trick people into thinking that it's meat, but anybody who eats meat who eats it would be like, this is not meat. And so they're trying to add meat to the fake meat to make mm -hmm. it taste like real meat. Why don't you just eat real meat? Well, and this yeah. is the challenge of if you're on a purely vegetarian or vegan diet to make sure you get enough adequate fat and the fat like vitamins like retinol, yay. And I'm not saying yeah. you can't do it, but it is yeah. a challenge. And if you have some health issues, consider, you know, expanding your repertoire of ingestion. And I know, again, it's a philosophical thing for some or even yeah. a religious ideology uh, to do that. But and the point is there is no... You know, as much as you like to say purity test, I am this good of a vegan, or I'm this, you know, it's like uh, there's always going to be some casualty. As we talked about the the growing of vegeta vegetables and and some fruits as well, especially non-organically, you have the disaster that is factory farming and the destruction of the microbiome of the soil, much less larger animals in the processing or the harvesting and the repairing of the soil in factory farms. Uh, with chemical agriculture. So for those that are vegans and vegetarians and are all uh, high and mighty about not harming animals, it is a real issue. And that's not me being mad at you it for is. being whatever. Yeah. It's not. I'm yeah. not, yeah. Take, I'm just saying, take a step back. And and for those that are, you know, in a, a superior way, believing they're not harming animals, uh, in many ways, it, it's not accurate, is the point. But I just, I, I can't, I can't get over how they want to try and make people enjoy their fake meat. By putting meat into Synthetic it. Meat into it, yeah. You know, yeah, actually, you know what that reminds me of? It reminds me, uh, believe it or not, I, I think of Al Gore <laughs> when when I think of this because I don't know if you saw this or not, but 
Mm-hmm. You remember he came out not too long ago, and we covered this when he was uh, he was trying to promote a, a new product called Breath Credits. Mm-hmm. You remember that Breath Credits? Yes, remember that. They and weren't breath mints, by the way. They were it didn't not. do well. Yeah, it didn't do well. But I think, from what I understand, Al Gore has has uh, decided he's he's wanted to go into doing commercial voiceovers. Did you hear about this? <laughs> no, I had not. And, heard and about this. it's you very find this stuff. It's yeah, I'm telling you, it's it's interesting how. You take a look at this vegetarian meat thing, and they're adding uh, real meat to the fake meat. There was a product that Al Gore tried to come out with because he's like the new Ronco guy. Remember the Ronco guy that was selling the Ronco? Yes. Yeah, he's, he's the new Ronco guy. And uh, he, he came out with something uh, just recently mm-hmm. that kind of reminds me of this. Uh, and uh, I actually have the clip here from him trying to sell something. It kind of reminds me of this fake meat thing. Uh, introducing the latest innovation in responsible drinking, Brew Zero Plus, the non-alcoholic beer that's revolutionizing the way we think about moderation. Why settle for less when you can have it all? Brew Zero Plus, it's non-alcoholic beer redefined, how you ask? By adding real beer. Yes, you heard right. We've taken our finest non-alcoholic brew and enhanced it with our secret ingredient, actual beer. It's the flavor you miss with a label you trust. Why choose between staying sharp and enjoying a beer? Brew Zero Plus offers the best of both worlds. It's perfect for those moments when you wanna say, I'll have a beer, but also I won't. (laughs) Ideal for office parties, Tuesday nights, or when you're the designated driver, but still wanna join in the toast. (laughs) <laughs> Brew Zero Plus. Because we believe in making non-alcoholic beer, you'll actually want to drink. Cheers to the contradiction in every bottle. No, do not do not be the designated driver on that product, please. That <laughs> what a what better that? way, right? What better way to make non-alcoholic beer better? Just we'll just add just add real beer real to beer it. to it, right? Oh. Well, when we went out to the uh the the bistro pub, the gastro pub, pub, whatever it was in San Antonio. It was really good. It was called uh, Hoppy Monk. Hoppy mm. Monk. Obviously indicating hops for beer, but it was all farm-to-table stuff. They had grass-fed. It was amazing. And I each night I got a different, like, craft-brewed non-alcoholic beer, and I didn't do what Al Gore suggested. They didn't put real beer in it. Uh, but that was... Uh, it was ladicious. I, I don't know how you found that. You're amazing the way you dig these things up. Just um, I, You know, it's like I tell you, I know a guy who knows a guy. Seriously. Just, you know some I, guys. I'm on top guys. of stuff. Yeah. Oh, good Lord. All right. Any questions? It looks like we've stopped interfacing with Facebook, at least on the chat room. I can't, I can't, I noticed the last two things didn't go up to Facebook uh, when I submitted them. So I don't know. What's going uh, on it there. does show that we're still streaming to Facebook. Okay, so it might be streaming, but I haven't been able to see the actual. It must be a restream restream issue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So no worries there. All um, right. Yeah, we're all we're all caught up on Rumble. What do we got going on tomorrow? Uh, we got Jonathan Emore to open the show tomorrow. Right? Okay. And. And I got to look in the calendar. Yeah, me too. <laughs> Chris, Chris uh, Downey. Chris Downey. Chris Downey, the uh, ultimate vaccine research guide for modern parents. Okay. 
And also, it looks like it might be talking about something about AI as well. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. All right. All let's right. See what else I got I got an early morning training. I have to do. Let's see. Sovereign copper. I'm going to talk or both silver and copper to a group. All right. Let's see that. And then let me see. Friday morning. I also have another interview on another podcast. I think it's another homeopathic thing. And then Friday we have Emmy uh, Robbins or Emmy Robin. Yeah. She's an actor and she's in the new movie protocol seven by Andrew Wakefield. And she's also a doula and she's all about natural birth. So I'm going to have a fun time with her. And then the second hour on Friday, we have Heather Berman. I don't know what we're talking to Heather about, by the way, yesterday we had Tom Palladino on. Mm -hmm. Do you know that he was on our show 10 years ago in 2014? No. Yeah, my wife told me that. It's like I knew the name so well, but it's been 10 years since we had him on the show. I don't know if we were doing scalar uh, technology talk 10 years ago with him on. Mm. Isn't that wild? Yeah, I don't remember him being on the show before. Yeah, well, it was that's 10 years ago. So, you know, that's what do you want? probably why, right? That's probably why. Exactly. What I have for dinner last night. I don't yeah. Know. So, if you guys enjoyed Ann and Alden as much as I do, you probably want to reach out. Uh, go to monocorusa.com and uh, leave a message if you can't get through and they'll get back to you. And with Bobbery, he's extended a 15% discount till from now through Monday. You know, I realized that his team might not know it because he was on his way to Israel when he said it the day before. So just let them know the Robert Scott Bell Show sent you and that's what Bobbery said. If you have problems, let me know and we'll reach out. I just got a video mm-hmm. from Leslie. Yeah. Um, I haven't had a chance to even watch it, um, okay. so we're going to experience this uh, together. I don't know. It looks like something going over at, at, at her place here. This is uh, from Leslie Goody. I know they're putting out the interior walls. Oh, look at this outside. Moving hay from the trailer from Sunday when it was raining and we couldn't get the trailer back here. Did to cover it up. Into... Ah, the alfalfa shed. A shed. The hay and alfalfa shed. Oh, oh shed. And she's she's contributing global she's warming. She's destroying the ozone layer. <laughs> oh, my gosh, <laughs> Leslie. New episode, I believe, of Stay at Home Mom or Stay at Home Mom podcast. Uh, popped Robert's up this podcast. morning. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So y'all keep digging all that Leslie's bringing. She's bringing it all the time. And she's amazing. And I hope you all plan to be at the Homestead event in June. How, how are you and your wife doing on the food? I mean, we're now a month and a week in. Yeah, the we're new good. Year. We're good. That's you like know, five weeks in. I would say we are consistently probably, I mean, you know, there's a couple of things happen here and there mm-hmm. where we're, we're close, but not all the way there. So, you know, as far as being organic, yeah, we're about 98%, you know, Dude, with, with a, a thing here and there. Yeah. Um, in fact, I ran into a situation exactly like what you were just talking about earlier mm-hmm. with the sour cream thing. Right. Where I ended up and I was just like, oh, man. So I I, I, I'm looking at it and I'm like, yeah. it has one ingredient in it, you right. know, more or less, you know, it's, it's milk. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, well, whatever. The rest yeah. of this is organic. I'm not going to sit here and, and, you know, cry over the fact that I had a little bit of sour cream on there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I do. And I told my wife because, you know, she was, she was very concerned about that. Right. And I said, listen, you know, what Robert always says is that when he runs into a situation where something may not be 100% clean, Mm -hmm. he'll just take a little extra selenium. 
you know, to try and compensate. Counteract it, it right? So, yes. Yeah. So that's, you know, that, whatever, that's, yeah. that's what we're doing. So tonight we're having, um, I've got a, a ribeye that we're going to split. Okay. Um, that's uh, grass fed from the local butcher. Mm-hmm. And we're going to have organic asparagus with it. Nice. Which I learned how to cook from watching Chef Ramsay on YouTube, which I'm doing a lot of now. Nice. There's like a special way that you're supposed to do it, you know, with the... Anyway, so yes. that's what we're having tonight. So, yeah, we're doing good. Hold your nose when you pee. We're doing good. We're doing good. It's it's hasn't really been an issue. I will run in mm-hmm. from time to time to a situation where it's like, man, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. You know, what can I eat? And there's not really a whole lot around the house because of the way we're eating, it's not like we've like filled the house full of every you know tons of organic stuff. We're right. still kind of just kind of going you know a little bit at a time, mm-hmm. um, as far as shopping goes. Yeah, and so you know, if I have to have a organic PB and J, then that's what I eat if I'm hungry. You know, well, because you got the approval from Alden. I got. Uh, oh, did I? You were not paying attention, dude. I know. I, I was working you. in the background uh, yeah. when you must have I mean, said something about that. Alden, you know, when they're talking about the the diet for cancer, you know, no carbs, no sugars, right? Mm-hmm. And he's losing weight like crazy. And, and you know, his inner guidance got, you know what? I need peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, organic peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And it worked for him. I'm like, dude overcame cancer with the monocore and everything yeah. else. So yeah. that's the point of, you know, we have a dogma and a belief system about, well, peanut butter is bad, right? But... You know, get the cleanest version you got and you got other things going on. It could be life sustaining for you. And uh, and I mentioned you because, you know, we talked about that yesterday on the uh, peanut butter and jelly. But uh, the uh, the diet, again, coming back to cancer diets, one size does not fit all. I mentioned Dr. Nick Gonzalez. In fact, I sent you a video today of one of Dr. Nick's, uh, you know, protégés as far as doctors that are following up on all the stuff he did with with his wife, uh, uh, Mary Beth and his whole article is like, or, or a video presentation was about you don't have to be vegetarian to overcome cancer. And for some people, that's like, oh no, you ha- you know, there's no way. I'm like, dude, how many times do you see people that would die on one diet that you think is the best diet ever? Because uh, and then they do the opposite. And I'm it's still in the clean realm, organic. We're not abandoning that, but it sustained them. It got them there. So uh, just again, don't be too dogmatic about. Other than clean, I'll go dogma and clean is okay, I think. Clean your dogma, <laughs> if that makes sense. And um, what else do I want to share with you today on this subject? We got a lot of food discussion today. It was kind of good. And it's not a Friday. No, I can talk Friday. Yeah, no food Friday. Like I can uh, see. Anything else? Mm, I lost it. It came and it went. So anything else going on in the chat room? It got quiet. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Anything on Rumble? Anything going on? Nope. We're all caught up. Mm. So I think that's a wrap. Mm. It's a peanut butter and jelly wrap. That's right. Oh, I know what I was going to say. Thank you for reminding me. So this morning, it's cold and wet. It's like a an East Coast cold. Not normal, right? This, this whole kind of stream coming up through Vegas. Everything's going. And uh, I said, honey, hey, oatmeal? Oatmeal? Yeah, we got organic oatmeal, right? Mm-hmm. I know oatmeal, for some of you realize phytic acid's bad, whatever. But once in a while, have some oatmeal. It's fun. And it's organic. It's not glyphosate infested. But I did, today, I put a lot of cinnamon, organic cinnamon in there. That's nice. Uh, some organic maple syrup, sweeten it a bit, too. And 
some coconut mana. I like coconut mana. It's like not just the oil, it's the mana. It's all the goodness. Mix that in. And then I decided, you know what? We had a couple of thousand at least apricots last summer. You remember that? And we tried them. We sent them out to some of you guys that won, you know, for being patron supporters and stuff. And um, Scott and his wife, Deb, and their daughter, Sierra, came over one of the days a couple of times and helped because I couldn't get, get to them fast enough. So we were bringing buckets and they brought buckets home to them. They dried some and uh, Deb made the most delicious apricot jam. Mm. Oh, so good. So I have this big jar, like a peanut butter jar full of this stuff. And I forget unless my wife reminds me, Hey, it's in there. So now that I'm home, I'm remembering. And I, I said, you know what? I'm going to try to throw a bunch of this in my oatmeal. It was so good. Oh, cool. Our backyard organic apricot jam in my oatmeal was like, wow, this is a unique new flavor. I never tried it. It was great. So I had fun with that this morning. Cool. That's what I wanted to share. Yep. Little, I've got a know. I've got a a thing of uh steel cutouts in there, organic mm-hmm. that I just got because it's I like to have oatmeal every once in a while. Oh, and by the way, you can order in bulk from Azure Standard. I think the the deadline was today. I don't know if it is for you, but if you tried that yet. And, yet. and that, I think we're probably going to order some sour cream from them because they can get big tubs of it, you know, that we can't get a lot of times locally. It's been a shortage of stuff like that for some reason. Yeah, I'm going to be doing that very soon. Okay. I'm going to try it out. So, All right, Mang. All right, good show. Good show, everybody. Thanks for sharing the show and um, get me uh, the number for, let's see, it was Lisa that wanted to donate. I want to give her a call and say thank you. Okay. And uh, then we'll follow up and see what's next. Y'all have a great rest of the day and night and God will, we'll see you less than 22 hours from now on the Thursday edition. Is it already of the Robert Scott Bell show with Jonathan E. Mord cranking it up on the campaign trail, seeing what's the latest. And I thank you for being here. See you then. 